Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yeah. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey everybody, welcome back to Core. We're here to talk about the latest in video games, the games we're playing, and a whole lot more. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And before we get going, I brought you guys a little something cool. Um, I can't remember who sent me this. Somebody on Twitter, what? I think. But it's this what amazing game generator name thing. And John's always talking about how every mobile game you ever mentioned sounds like it was made at a machine or whatever. Guys, we found the machine. Click that link up there. And uh, this is over on GitHub. It's bdmayhem.github.io. Oh my god, I'm not disappointed at all. I've it's amazing. It and I've clicked it once, and I'm already pretty happy with the results. Uh, my very first one. one all right. Revenge oh, Mobile Fantasy Manager. So there you go. Revenge <laughs> Mobile Fantasy Manager. Bo, what'd you get? I got Battle Football Masters Clash. Awesome. <laughs> I just got Legend King. Let me see if I can get another one. Squad I Mobile. I got Commander Luna. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, here's Lord's Eternal Pirate. How about Heroes Guardians Tennis Land? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arena okay, Wars. This one has to actually exist. I have one that I think this must be a real game. All right. Sword Magic Heroes. Nice. That sounds real. I, w- I would not be surprised <laughs> okay, if that one. one was real. King League Legend Fighter. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. That, that's two games. Isn't there a fighter? Here's another one. Fighters uh, and League of Legends. Arena Wars Saga sounds like a real thing to me. I don't think oh it is, God. but it sounds like it is. I would play this one. This one sounds good. Soul Racing. Soul Racing. How about Smash? Oh, here's, here's one you'll like, John. Dungeon Guardians Genesis Academy. <laughs> that's probably a waifu. <laughs> that sounds like an anime. <laughs> I would watch anime, that show. Anime waifu yeah. dungeon thing, yeah. I'll put this yeah. in the chat because some are asking for it. It's really great. Uh, Sniper Boom Frontier, another another good one. <laughs> I'm oh, all, Frontier's I, an important one. I love it. Panda Dungeon Battle. Yeah. I am all in on that. How about Strike War? That seems like that should be yep. taken. Champion Squad, Galaxy Rush, Run Heroes, Master Dragon Gods 1. Oh! Oh! All right. Anyway, 
Thought you might enjoy that. I know I did. I, <laughs> I like I this one. It's pretty great. Stormrise, endless iron. Yeah. Ooh, you got to gather oh, iron. Oh, Hunter Paradise Story Man. Oh shit. <laughs> Story Man. Hunter Paradise. Oh, I got Story one for Man. Scott. Kingdom yeah. Saga Ultimate Clicker. Great. I'm in. I don't like clickers anymore, though. I'm kind of out of those. Oh, okay. How and about- here's one for our more romantic players: Touch Dynasty hearts Ooh. hold on i might play that yeah that you would okay. play that very anime yeah. hunter of the town kingdom i like that that's building towns and stuff there's probably farms in that, I'd, I'd do that. mmorpg monster nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good i like this i'm bookmarked isn't that great yeah never let that one leave your life it's it's an awesome uh, little site I, yeah, I wish i could give credit to the person who sent this but um, and I will if they if they contact me during the week. I'll make sure to mention them next week. But until then, enjoy Action War Dungeon Legend. Uh, it's a good one too. So again, it's uh, bdmayhem.github.io/slash mobile game name generator. So if you just like Google that, you'll find it. Uh, it's open source thing somebody just put on GitHub. Uh, Mania Team Dawn. Oh man, Ultimate Tower Quest Empire. Nope, not playing that game. Sounds terrible. All right. That's enough of that. I got Island Story War, which oh. is the right assemblage of words that is nonsense. Like, yeah, it's oh complete nonsense. But the argument is that all the real names for these games are nonsense. So, well, that's that's what they look like on the story. You're like, what is you yep. know the Summoner Age Champions Light? <laughs> How about this one's just battle game? and did anyone think to name their game battle game and now they're like bonking themselves in the head with their hand going oh i should have done some there's some low effort offering Uh, that's that's you know (laughs) i'm sure that exists part panda survival what (laughs) what's the other yeah what's the other part (laughs) oh man all right it's amazing uh go check it out yourselves (laughs) this one's just called one football that's perfect (laughs) one football you get you get one football yep that's it do do we know how these words were sourced is it like the most common game names on Uh, this is raw name name raw name data totally stolen click the link the gypsy gold gold thing i analyzed a thousand hardcore mobile games released in the last two years made a list of the most commonly recurring words in the game titles so if you click the link the top First place was 62 out of 1,000 was War. Yep. Second place was Heroes of. Third place is Dragon. War <laughs> Heroes of Dragon. Yep. Legend, uh, Battle, Monster, Adventure, Mobile. Let's see. What's the least down here? Uh, I mean, the least are probably one-ups. Tied probably for more. 50. You got Little Heart, Ultimate Brave, Tiny Ghost, Rune, Project Soldiers, Mighty Galaxy, Cosmic Wonder, Origins Crash. So that could be a whole name of one game. I like that. Yeah, some of these work just as that. Master Online Guns League Sword City Castle. I'm glad we're not the only ones that have noticed this and, and <laughs> done something about it. Yeah, done the good work for us. Uh, we really Well, we it. complained. That's, that's been our work. Yeah, that's all we did. All right. Now, to, it, now the news. Well, there's a few things happening in the world. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 playstation 5 and xbox series x versions what they're calling next gen versions even though we're a year into the generation uh have been delayed and will now arrive in 2022 i don't know who these are for given that the witcher already runs quite well on next gen consoles uh cyberpunk runs fine on a series x and s uh i can't speak to the ps5 version because i guess the PlayStation 4 version of that game is basically unplayable, and so I don't know 
how that converted up or how they do it over there. Um, but it is a little weird that those games are already on machines that now people are being told, oh, and now those new versions will will come out. And I wonder if it'll be different. Like, will Sony charge for the, you know, will you charge on the Sony platform for these, for these upgrades and call them, you know, game of the decade edition or whatever the hell you're going to do with Witcher and stuff. Or do it, do you do like Xbox usually does on the series X and S does Microsoft say, well, you own these games. So you get a path to either free upgrade or low price upgrade or something. I don't know. I think if I had to guess, because you know how the games on Xbox Live are tagged, optimized for X or S? Yeah. I don't, Cyberpunk and Witcher do not have that tag. Right. Um, so I imagine that there was plan to work on these things for mm-hmm. both PS5 and because Witcher 3 is such, like, if you go to the Microsoft Store on the Xbox machine and look at, yeah. like, top rated games, Witcher 3 is, like, there. Yeah. Number at two. least for me, like it's, it's, like, it's constantly front and center. I think it still gets a lot of sales. Yeah. Um, because people watch the TV show and stuff. So making it also optimized probably is like a part was part of the plan. And then whatever happened at launch, mm-hmm. if I had to guess the pipeline for cyberpunk is, there's definitely going to be an expansion pack of some kind yeah. in the future. So they're probably going to psych. They're probably going to sync up whatever optimization they have planned with whatever new content they're releasing. So, yeah. so they don't have to do two or something, you know, right. Like just 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 taking some time. They are a company who's come out and said like we're gonna work on it till we get it right. So maybe they feel they bought enough goodwillish kind of to kind of just take you know take the licks and make a superior cyberpunk product on, with the launch of the expansion. We'll see. Like that's in Witcher's probably just getting coming along for the ride. Yeah. If I had to guess, that's what's. Although going. I've been following the forums a little bit. Or, order wise, it's Cyberpunk first and quarter one, and Witcher uh, three and quarter two. It's in strange order, but it's fine. I guess they're trying. They, you need to do whatever you can, I guess, to get Cyberpunk to stick. Um, yeah, I, but I really am curious about what that means. Like people, attitudes are starting to change about what people expect when they buy a game. And then that same game comes out optimized for the newer platform, but they already own it. It's on that hard drive. PC players are used to this, that they just get it. There's no buying it again. And if there ever is, it's super cheap or they just like the new, the, the space Marine game, which I loved back in the day is coming out as an enhanced edition, something remastered. I don't know what all not remade, but you know, Upresed and all that. Upresed. And And I'm fine with that because I love that game. And I was informed via an email, you already own this. You have it on Steam already, so you're just going to get it. That's what we're used to over there. On the consoles, it's a relatively new concept to do that. And Microsoft is pushing that concept to happen, probably because they can. They can afford it more to just sort of throw money away on whatever they would have been making otherwise. But Sony's been very hesitant. So I don't know. If you people who already own Witcher 3 and you're playing it on your PlayStation 5, if you're going to have to buy it again to get better frame rate, higher res textures, 4K, whatever, uh, whereas Series S and X might be in line to just get the upgrade. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, I would mean, be surprised if you had to buy it again for Xbox. Yeah. Um, I would be surprised if they gave it to you for free for Sony. Just yeah. because of how history has shown those decisions. Now, I will say... You know, they, they deserve the criticism they've gotten, but CD Projekt Red has a tendency to be a little more generous when it comes to these sorts of things. Like, 
They do have a history of it, although their generosity typically is shown to PC audiences, not so much for console. But uh, yeah, I would I would be surprised if you own Witcher 3 for your Xbox Series X if you had to buy it again to get the enhanced version. That would that would surprise me. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen with the PlayStation because that seems inconsistently all over the place um, as far as what their policies and thoughts on that are. Well, include so if you look at the um, the other thing, the other part of this, which is the Game Pass ecosystem, includes Witcher Three right now. Does that continue? And is that version upgraded? They did that with Destiny. They've done that with a bunch of games that got enhanced for the next generation or current generation consoles, and we're still on Game Pass. And it was just as if you were getting an update on a PC game or something. Um. That I don't know. Like, will it still just be the old, not janky, but, you know, previous generation version of Witcher 3 on Game Pass? But if you want the big, shiny, hot newness, you got to go buy it. That's possible. Um, I I think this is just going to be like a settings bump, like ray tracing. I don't really think this is going to be like a re. I don't expect this to be like a. a, a, It's going to be an equivalent of what you could already do on a PC, basically. Like, it's just optimized for it. It's, It's not a. There won't be any dip. It's the same old Witcher 3 and it's the same old Cyberpunk. I know Cyberpunk, for example, the person and car density on the console versions is not the same as what you can get on PC in terms sure. of number of cars and vehicles. It's stuff like that, right? It's not really remaster. It's just the settings on consoles, even though it's still more PC like in the Xbox case, are still locked mm-hmm. in a way that PC isn't. So I think they're just, I think it's just an uptick in what they can do to make it on par with the PC experience. So anybody waiting to play Witcher three, because this is coming out, I could be wrong, but I, I think you should just buy it on PC and you probably can max, max it settings. No problem. Uh, if you have a recent PC yeah. and you'll just have the exact same experiences, which you're waiting for on an Xbox or PS five. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's probably true. Although, I mean, remember all these, maybe without the ray tracing, I don't know. All the, all these platforms have, they're all PCs, including PS4, Xbox One, the new consoles. They're all x86 architecture. So it's getting less and less of a commi- uh, of a convincing argument for the console manufacturers. And I'm not saying they're pushing this argument, or certainly Microsoft's not. But Sony used to be in this mode of like, we've got our emotion chip in there. And that means <laughs> a million cool things. But it's only going to happen here because it's impossible to develop for it. And even though it's harder, the the results are better. And maybe that's a real argument. I don't know. People that harnessed PS2 and PS3 hardware in a really meaningful way did get a lot of horsepower out of those things. Um, But they don't really have that excuse anymore because it's all just PC architecture across the board now. And so I don't think Sony can play that card anymore. Like they used to, or Microsoft. For no, that and matter. it's it's weird. It's been a shift because I would say during the PS4 era, you know, if you had said, "Hey, they're putting out a you know a remaster of a game," you know, they're upresing it. I go, "Oh yeah, you have to buy that. You have to pay for that." Yeah. But somewhere in that generation into the current generation, PS5, Xbox Series X, uh, my philosophy on that has shifted, and now when I hear somebody say oh, yeah, you bought that game for PS4, but if you want the PS5, that's a different version. You have to buy it. And I go, what? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Even though it did a generation ago, uh, you know, it just shows how much our our thought process on games and how they work 
shift. Yeah. I mean, now we're getting to the point where I'm like, wait, I have to buy the game? Like, that's the direction we're headed. Every time I have to buy a video game, I'm like, what? Yeah, that's not free. Why? Wait, why? What? Yeah, especially... Games like, are uh, free now. <laughs> I don't... That's not how it works anymore. Yeah, things like Game Pass and other subscriptions are just kind of messing with the way we think about stuff, which is why this stuff changes. But I don't know. It's an interesting back and forth, that whole thing. Um, but I wish them well. I hope Cyberpunk 2077 is finally uh, whatever they meant it to be by then. And it seems like on PC it already is at this stage for whoever's loving it or playing it. And that's good. So, there was a recent update that added a couple of quests in there and stuff. So you're gonna go do I, don't, I don't know if it's going to mean more for both The Witcher and Cyberpunk, whether content is going to be added. Yeah. You should go it do it, It wasn't a significant amount. You should go play. You can play those missions and stream them? No, or? it wasn't a significant amount. It's the kind of thing that can wait till an expansion. Like, I'll probably uh-huh. play Cyberpunk again when the expansion hits. That makes sense. At this point. That is still happening, right? They're making a something, right? That's yeah, part. yeah. Oh, there's a, there's an area in the in the Badlands where if you try to drive off the map, it says, you know, coming soon. You know, this place, nothing oh. to see here yet, but there'll be something soon. It actually says that in game, so. All right. That's I take air. that as kind of positive confirmation that something's coming after uh, this. I'd so. love to spend some more time in the Badlands. That's my favorite part of the game. Oh, please. Yeah, that'd be great. pretty awesome. Uh, also, we kind of knew this was coming just because we all guessed and I guess we were right. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any other reason to th- wonder why we did it. But God of War PC is happening in January. Uh, it's actually a bigger deal than people think because if you really break it down, who is Sony's mario i mean nintendo has mario and link and other big big stars but mario's your like your thing right over there at uh uh microsoft it, it's master chief right yeah um sega had sonic you know that may be in a weird place now but whatever that's what it was at the time sony i always felt like sony kind of struggled for that kind of thing and i think they found it in kratos in my opinion i think kratos is the Sony mascot in a lot of ways. And it's a big deal. This would be, it's a lot like if Nintendo turned around and said, Hey, we're putting super Mario Odyssey on PCs on steam. Look for it coming this, this spring. We'd all lose our shit, but like, what are you kidding? I I, I don't, I don't think Kratos gets that honor until you get Kratos golf and Kratos party in there. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I think Kratos has been in a golf game. He might've been. Oh, then maybe he does. I don't know. I, I mean, it Alloy wasn't called Kratos a... Golf, but I'm pretty sure Kratos appeared in a in a golf. Game. I know he's in fighting games, a couple of them. Uh, yeah, he's he's popped up here and there. I yeah. I agree though. Sony has multiple like kind of shitty mascots. Kratos yeah. being one of them. I'd say Nathan Drake is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like God, mas- I agree, it's a shitty mascot because they're. They're mostly they're just like dudes, right? Dude, yeah. Iconic about them. It's yeah, just like they're yeah, amazing games. Guy. Yeah, amazing yeah, games. Little just Astro no robot on the game. is kind of becoming one. Uh, we're, we're talking about yeah. these beloved characters that it kind of defies reason why anyone really likes Mario if you really think about it, or Master Chief. But they're mascots for yeah. the yeah. company, and they get used in a lot of stuff. And I just feel like. Sony's constantly trading them in because didn't were we talking about Alloy being their mascot? Oh yeah, Alloy ago? was like in everything or recently. Aloy? They were ju- they were dumping her in uh, uh, that game you played. What's it called? Uh, Gen- that Genshin game Impact. Genshin Impact. played. Yeah, that Genshin, Genshin Impact. <laughs> no, Don't act like you didn't play. It. No judgment there. <laughs> I haven't that played game it. that Bo and only Bo played. I haven't played it at all. I, I seriously I know, haven't. I, I have it on my phone, but I have, I've yet to launch the damn thing. I, I keep That's thinking funny. I will, but I haven't. But uh, 
but yeah, she was in there, Fortnite, like all over the place. I think Kratos is in Fortnite. Yeah, yes, he, he was because he has was. a dance. Yeah, he was or is or I guess if you unlocked him, you still have him. But everybody's um, in Fortnite. Every time the kids turn on Fortnite, I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> this is really good news, though. Like, apart from all of that, like however impactful people may or may not think it is, uh, a you know a mainline Sony game like this is a big deal. Now, you know, I thought Horizon Zero Dawn was a big deal, also. And I like Days Gone. Uh, I think those are all cool games. But the fact that they're doing this at all is just, it's good. It's good. Spread some of that Sony exclusivity around. Maybe do it a little sooner. Uh, Maybe do it while the games still feel relevant. I mean, there is an element of like, boy, nobody's talking about this. But I I mean, I will say if you did not get to play God of War, uh, it is very much worth playing. It's one of my favorite games that have been out in the past few years and uh it's really really worth it but it there is like this like feeling it's the same feeling you got when halo came to the pc it was like well yeah it's cool like it's a big moment this xbox game is coming to the pc but like man that was a long time ago Mm -hmm. we've like now everybody's hyped about the sequel and we're like ooh, you should hear about ragnarok or whatever it's being called is it being called ragnarok i don't yes ragnarok god ragnarok i believe is correct yeah. So it's just one of these things where it's like, okay, well, I kind of feel like we've moved on. That's how I felt about Days Gone. I was like, oh, I never played this. I kind of heard it was a bit of a sleeper hit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should try it. And then I just got that. I guess the only thing I can compare it to is what you say about like consoles when a new console gets announced and you're oh. like, ah, I don't want to play the old console. Yeah. I get that same feeling. I'm like, yeah, that game might be good, but that game is. <laughs> old <laughs> like i'm gonna go play chrono trigger but that game is old yeah. and by old like 2017 2018 but that's the problem is that <laughs> yeah. these are all pre-pandemic games and I'm, for some reason that feels longer so yeah. saying god of war is coming is is cool but it does seem like a thousand years ago a little bit um i don't know i might get it there so you know 60 frames per second it'll be one would assume you know whatever your resolution you can support like there's a lot of reasons to be excited about that especially if you didn't play it so if you didn't play it before hot damn now's your time if it has faster load times does that mean kratos crawls through tight spaces quicker yeah he crawl uh if he has to like (laughs) him and the boy boy slow down we're loading content in the next zone don't go so fast instead of like going through very carefully he's like come boy we must (laughs) proceed now he's gonna go through and be like or maybe they have him stub stub his toe. I love that idea that he just kind of hauls through it. My guess is they keep the animation whether they're loaded or not. They just, you know, it'd be too weird. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. speed it up or cut it in half, you know, that's bad. <laughs> maybe in the, in the extra time they can mine a Bitcoin or two. With that, yeah, that there time. you go. Those extra yeah. cycles. Bo, look at you thinking ahead about cryptocurrency. Always on connection, so well, you're done loading. Sweet, let's pretend like it's loading, but do some calcs uh, and get get a Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, we have a bit to say about that Bitcoin stuff here in a minute because I I have a huge take on that NFT and Steam thing. Huge, oh, take. big take. You want to stop and no, no, no. We'll get to it. Pick you're, up. You're oh, all you, you're all gonna shit your pants because it's gonna be the most. It's gonna be the hottest take you've ever heard. All right, so okay. it's coming. Right. Maybe not. That. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe temper your expectations. I have probably overblown it, but I have I have a good take on that. I'll I'll bring the take paper. Okay, bring the take. Uh take paper. <laughs> what? 
What's he like? Write it down on the tape. We're doing a shit analogy, right? You're just like, I got a big hot steaming take. You're gonna love it. (laughs) I'm like, you know, (laughs) you're gonna bring the paper for my hot take so I can wipe. I get it. I'll bring hot take paper. Excellent. Uh, What else? No Man's Sky got a Halloween update. Not much to say here except they keep updating an already amazing game, and now you can ride a sandworm. So that's cool. Yeah, it's got a lot of worms. It's very worm worm themed. Very wormy. Yeah. There are a lot more of them, so you're going to find planets with more of them. They behave differently. There's different kinds now. Uh, it's not as freaky to find one and, and like only ever find one, that sort of thing. Uh, and you can tame them and ride them. So there's yeah, that. I don't know about how I feel on this, though. Not like worms or what? What's your deal there? Well, I don't like worms in general. Uh, like, I like them, but I like them as, like, a rarity. Like, I played once they put them in the game, and I saw one, and I was, like, so shocked by seeing it that I fumbled for the screenshot button, and it was gone by the time I could take a screenshot. And so it lives on only as a story that I can tell my friends and go, I saw one, flew right over my head while I was parked. And, like, I like that it's this legend thing, and now it's a thing... That I feel like everybody's going to load up the game and they're all going to go encounter sandworms. Yeah. And like it just kind of removes a, a, a cool element, I think. That doesn't yeah. mean it, it doesn't break the game for me. I don't think it's the worst thing. And I think it is cool that you get to ride one. I just sort of liked the like kind of legendary status of it where it was like you didn't know if you were going to run into one. And even once you had a planet where you knew they were on because the one where I saw one, I flew around looking for it. I couldn't find it again. Yeah. So like it was even rare on a planet where I knew it existed. And I, I just think that adds something to it as opposed to, you know, you're going to encounter them and find them um, possibly frequently. And I don't know what the rate is ultimately going to be, but I feel like if they made a big update based on worms and then you didn't see any ever, that'd probably not be too great. So my guess is that it's, it's above average. Yeah. That's my thinking. Um, I still haven't seen one in the wild and I didn't play a ton, but I played enough. I feel like that I could have seen it. I did a bunch of hops and a bunch of planets and I never saw one. So part of me is like, finally, I can see one, but we'll see. Uh, I do love, you know, once again, these guys just adding stuff to a game. They already fixed and made amazing and, and (laughs) repaired all the damage of whatever the launch was. And, and now they're still doing it. It's like it's and the then reverse Star no Citizen, basically. Yeah, they're we're they're if you making take Star Citizen and fold it inside out. You get No Man's Sky. <laughs> and it it's only like costs they barely you. charge for anything. They update it all the time. It's a complete game full of you know world stuff. Star Citizen, they charge you for any little bit of content and weird things. It's never finished. Yeah, it's weird. Costs right? a billion dollars. Pretty weird. isn't cartoony versus the cartoon. Like, you know, it's the inverse of many things. Yeah, I agree. It's very odd. Uh, okay, I tried to do this. I'll admit to it. I tried to buy the Microsoft fridge. Oh, yeah. did you? I did. <laughs> awesome. I did because you tried I, to you tried to celebrate a meme through consumerism. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the real reason. I want a ne- I've been needing. I don't know if I need it, but I want a mini fridge. And I've been bouncing around back and forth from Amazon to other places. Like, well, what do I like? What's well reviewed? Blah blah blah. And then I heard they were going to actually <laughs> do this. And I thought, well, I would if I'm going to do one, I'd rather have an Xbox fridge. That's pretty cool. So I tried, and they sold out in like ten minutes, and I never got. It never happened. I mean, it is a stylish looking piece of furniture, for sure. It yeah. looks pretty cool. I yeah. guess see the picture. 
but you know, it's just a fridge. But it's only they're only hundred bucks. Well. They were ninety nine bucks, and that that would have made see that really most, only ninety nine dollars. That's actually cheaper. Yeah, than, it's pretty cheap. They could they could have charged five times that amount. I think they still would have sold out. Yeah, they sold yeah, out. That's a lot of quick. money on the table. I don't know if that means they'll do more, but right now they're sold out. So, uh, boo. I, guess. I, I want one. There's too many people in this house. We could use an extra fridge. And yeah. it looks like an Xbox even better. Yeah, so I could. I, I mean, I, I, just, I would take one. I'm down here working so much. I, if I had one right guess, over here, I could just pull shit out. I guess the question is, did Xbox make the fridge or did they contract it out with a reputable refrigeration manufacturer? Because, you know, I, I don't think I necessarily want Microsoft making a fridge for me. You <laughs> know what that is? That is your that is fridge <laughs> red rings and all your stones are hot. <laughs> Bo's uh, Bo's HVAC upbringing is uh, rearing its head, man. You you know quality when it comes to refrigeration slash uh, uh, air. Wow, I mean, all that ninety nine dollars is a bit sus for a fridge, but yeah, it seems a little low. Maybe seems low for a premium product from with an Xbox brand stuff. So I'm like, yeah, they might have just cheapo McBleepo this this deal. <laughs> I mean, anyway, have, it might be a blessing. You'll find out in you know six months. Uh, a bunch of households have blown up because of faulty Xbox fridges and. Well, uh, it's go. even got those crazy holes on top that that give the tryptophobia people uh, dreams. You know what I'm talking about? The top of the the, yeah. uh, X. the grate. Yeah, the grate. Some people hate that. My my friend uh, Zane showed up at the house today. Did I bring it down here? I didn't. He showed up. <laughs> I like how people have an opinion on it. Like, yeah. It's like the, the console box. Like, <laughs> I guess anything can be considered artistic or aesthetic. So, hey, sure. You it's just, way, you know, they right. took a meme and ran with it. And yeah. I don't know. There's something I like. I mean, it looks that. cool. I think it looks neat. But I they mean, brought I me. I blame anyone for getting it. He brought me this Dune knife, which is that Ooh. famous Chris knife, Christ knife. Like a vi- vibro knife. It's well. It's supposed to be the the blade is the is a tooth from a sandworm in the Dune universe. So uh, this is from okay. books, and it's also from someone gives that kid the knife in the movie. It's probably uh, Aquaman that does it. I I don't know. Yeah. But the point is, uh, the handle on that thing has a lot of repeating little divots in it, um, oh. and it's all hand painted. He he 3D printed it, but he hand painted it. Anyway, uh, I put that thing online. I got yelled at by like five people about how it's it spiked their tryptophobia about seeing a bunch of little holes on stuff so i guess i shouldn't have done that yeah that's a, um, no it's um, fine like look you know what really you can't always <laughs> prepare for everybody's phobias yeah that's true i mean you you've heard of that thing before right bo the the tryptophobia trip, is a trip. fear discussive put no this is a first for me no, this is first yeah, so a, look at it thing the, like if you look at a a, a bump a beehive that's where that's a big set off for a lot of people's beehives so if you look at a beehive and that doesn't bother you at all just look at all the little holes uh then you're probably fine yeah, yeah no I'm, i don't have tryptophobia but um these people weird. that carve it out of hands and stuff like photoshop it onto a hand like they're insane Record, yeah, no I watched a, a I mean, video that gross. had a warning about it the other day where they took a, a Disney coloring book and made it all horrified. And uh, one of the things was they put little circles on all the characters skinned where it looked like they had a bunch of little holes in them. Oh, yeah. And they were like, warning, if you have tryptophobia, this is going to mess you up. Yeah. I mean, and there's yeah, some of these. If you do a, a Google image search, there's some of these here that are I don't like the hand ones much, but. They're all fake. They're just makeup. But there's like natural formations of coral. There's rock stones. Even like a close up of a strawberry will set somebody off because of all those little seeds. Mm. I don't understand it, um, but I'm you know I, I'm open. 
I thought I had it for a while because I I saw some gnarly stuff, but it turns out I just don't like gnarly stuff. Yeah. Turns out I'm okay if it's a strawberry. It's okay if it's a strawberry, just not gnarly stuff. Uh, I have a my my son's girl old girlfriend's long time ago. Um, she's she's super awesome and come over all the time and it was like it was like another kid. Just we'd always you know everybody would just have fun and it didn't feel like she was some stranger in the house. Anyway, she said that she had it once, and I said, "Oh, interesting." And then I took my phone and found a picture of like some I don't know a plant that had a bunch of holes in it. I said, "What does this do?" And I held it up at her. She freaked out and cried for like days. I felt so bad that I did that. So there's a story about me. All right, moving on. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah. I guess it's it, phobias are not really rational. As an arachnophobic, I have really no reason to be scared of a tiny little spider, but I just feel the fear. So yeah. Now, now if you saw one of those things where a bunch of holes are there and then a bunch of spiders came out of each hole at you, now now you're combining the phobias and you might end up with both, right? Maybe. I don't know. I think the spiders alone. <laughs> spiders like, alone will do it. Yeah, like, why do we maybe. have to make spiders scarier? Like, <laughs> why do you have to take a spider and go, what if it had a gun? Yeah. Like, I don't need that. I was already worried in hell. Yeah. Like, um, the actual worse. arachnophobia movie was a rough ride for me. I saw it and I oh, was, yeah. like, I was 10 or so, maybe in my teenager or something like that. That'd I saw be a it bit driving much. too. That was a rough ride. Um, Shelob in the Lord of the Rings was also, even though it was clearly CGI, it was a bit of a rough one for me too. Yeah. Um, apart from that, it's all right. So every time, every now and then, comedies like to do the whole "Hey, there's a tarantula on your head and you don't notice" kind of thing. And yeah. I don't like that very much. Do you like <laughs> that? Do you like those apps where it looks like there's a spider crawling out of your mouth and wrapping around your head? It's 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 fake, but it's just a camera trick. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it, and I'm going to pass on it. before. Yeah, you probably want to pass on that. (laughs) I I don't have arachnophobia, I think, as bad as Bo, but I definitely do not like spiders, and I had a girlfriend who convinced me to let uh, a tarantula walk across my arm. And I got to tell you, uh, all those movies where people have tarantulas on them and they don't notice it is BS. They got little hooks on the bottom of their arm. You know if there's a tarantula on you. You feel it. Yeah, you'll feel it. So you're, <laughs> you so, know. You're, so you're telling me Doc Ock knew that there were a bunch of spiders on his back before Indy brushed him off. Well, with his they whip. were on his clothes. Maybe not. Okay. But like, you know, there's a Brooklyn nine, nine one where there's one on Terry Cruz's head. And, uh, <laughs> you really? know, he knew it was there. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I don't like spiders either. I'm not a big fan. Um, I'll tell you what I really don't like. And, and this is all great for Halloween, by the way, this discussion we're having. Uh, when I was 14, oh. I raised gerbils and a bunch of other stuff, and I used to sell them. It was like a little side job for me. And one of the things I did is I had an aquarium where I would occasionally have various kinds of insects, um, you know, frogs, lizards, this kind of stuff. And at one point, I had the, these three were living in the same aquarium. I had a, a big toad, all right? It's a big fat toad that just sat in the corner and stared at everything. Uh, I had a tarantula that we found. And he was living in there. And then a praying mantis, average size praying mantis, no big deal. You'll never guess which of the three killed everybody. And now I, I have mean, a fear because of them. you said you'll never guess, my guess would be the praying mantis. The but praying that's mantis is it correct. would have been my last guess. Yeah, that's a it's, a it's a dumb thing for me to say the way I said it, but it was absolutely the praying mantis. That guy was a dick. And he ate the tarantula's head off and then left the rest of the body. He ate an eyeball out of the toad and one of its feet. 
and, and it died. And then it just stood supreme on a stick, just like rubbing its face, acting like it was, you know, Lord of all he surveyed. And he kind of was. <laughs> this praying mantis talk is giving me flashbacks <laughs> to the Insulindian phasmid from Disco Elysium. Oh, no. Really? Which doesn't exist. I bought it, the Sorry. game. Did I tell you? I got it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I picked it up. It's on sale right oh, now for 21 bucks. I was like, dig Mom. into it, man. Dig into it. Make it an experience. I'm going to play as role play as hard as you can, as if you were someone that woke up and realized you're an alcoholic. One day you woke up and you went, you don't know. It. It's so good. Okay. I'm in. It, did you get it on a switch or something like no, that? No, I got it on PC. Your... It's just on sale on PC right okay. now. Because so. it just released on switch last week. And I'm like, I could see putting in a set of headphones and just curling up and letting her rip. Yeah letting it rip apparently it's quite good on switch so you know so crazy Anyways, for this, oh, i'm excited i this, mean are you gonna stream it or are you gonna enjoy it on your own um i mean if i stream it do you have to enable all that crap to make it fun to do that or? yeah it's well i mean it's it's just um it has integration so the chat room can help you with a couple of things and yeah when you log in you got to put your secret code from the extension into the game and then make sure the extension's activated but once that little headache's out of the way it's not bad and i would turn off i turn off the um the music like the co- it has a co- twitch streamer mode for music mm. um but apart from those two little steps that's about it and it's fun, in the chat says if you have be... a role you really want help with you can ask chat room to help you with it sure and they they've helped me with a lot of rules so you know or they fun. kill you one or the other well when if you go with a low health build yes you gotta you gotta watch out in order to give you a boost and a stat they have to minus something else and if you have like one health and they lower it to zero you die <laughs> so you got to be careful yeah. about that they did kill me once well you don't want that um, but, uh, uh anyways yeah. yeah i mean either way i hope you enjoy it it's it's i'm looking forward to it it's an experience i love this idea of this estonian developer never made a game before and they made what everyone thinks is one of the top three rpgs of all existence of all time mm-hmm. i think that's amazing who don't expect a lot how, of gameplay how do you even follow that up though like how do you go from that reputation like, what is their second game? It is either even greater or a complete flop because the first thing was a complete fluke. You know? I think you. I think if you're in that situation, if you hit it out of the ballpark so much on your first game, you just ask yourself, what do I want to do? And you just do whatever game is going to make you feel good and you don't worry about trying to top it. You'd have to, right? That's the only... Yeah. I agree. Just take, yeah. the, take the pressure off. Just make the game you want to make. Don't don't say like oh we gotta follow up Disco Elysium. Just go. I want to make a, a side-scrolling shooter game, mm-hmm. and just, I don't, if I don't that's know what you want to make, make it. Make like it. don't try to top it. Yeah. Don't, don't try to that. live up to it. Like if you made do whatever you want, you know, if they only made King's Quest one and didn't make King's Quest five, like a better version of King's Quest, and st- you know, like. Uh, I take another game in that style. I know what you want, though. The lessons they learn. But what I, I would they play want? another one like that. And yeah. it's so rare. We have tons of Scott. You know, we have essence of dragon waifu on mobile side scrolling. <laughs> we have like we have we have so many side scrollers. Like please, please try to make something awesome and fail at it and make it, it. Even if you fail at it and make the worst thing, at least somebody's trying to make a game that's worth my time. Can you tell me the name um, again that you just gave that game? Essence of what was it? Essence of Dragon Waifu or something like that. Essence of Dragon (laughs) Waifu. That is our title tonight. That's fantastic. Uh, It's also the title of my fragrance coming out next (laughs) month by Gucci. Essence of Dragon Waifu. Yeah, Gucci presents Um, Bo Schwartz and his latest fragrance. 
Do you ever want to smell like you've been sitting near a dragon <laughs> that was your wife while playing mobile games? <laughs> well, I got the scent for you. I like this idea. Uh, all right. Where are we now? N64 games on Nintendo Online of add-on pricing. It's 50 bucks a year, 80 for a family bundle. Uh, so this is... Uh, I'm annoyed by this. I am so mad about it. That's a lot of extra money for N64 games, which uh, maybe this is a maybe this is a bad take. Uh, I don't think N64 games traditionally are very good. No. I mean, it There's was not an, like the PS1 at the same time. They're all this awkward step... 3d step we all had to take it the step had to happen but none of that shit's very good now and what's ugh, i don't know man like i would i would rather my problem here is here's my problem they're not even announcing the games you might actually want in that bundle there's some like ocarina of time's great but we've got remakes of that and we've got other versions of that um for the most part it's stuff that you either already have and gotten other ways or it just should be part of the basic package like, don't charge me an extra 50 bucks. And this isn't, you're not paying for it and keeping it. This is a rental for 50 yeah, bucks a well, year. It's it's Xbox Game Pass, but for old games, and they barely add new games. Like, I've had the Nintendo online for three months now. I meant to only sub one month, and they've stolen two more months of money from me. Mm-hmm. And they've added no new games, and there's barely any selection on that front. And they're going to do the same thing with N64. Like, it should just be the same price, and they're adding some new games on it. Like, yeah. this is a this is a big time sucker deal. Like, shame on Nintendo for putting so little effort into try into like this excuse for giving them money. Like, yeah, it's bad. I think it's bad. It's, yeah, I, and I, it's not. You know, it doesn't make me want. It, it once it again, it just reminds me that Nintendo is was and has always or is is was and always will be bad at this part of the business. They're not good at it. They want to, and you know, credit to them for never discounting anything. Uh, and by that, I don't mean that, you know, we don't deserve discounts. What I mean is they've figured out a way to make their stuff so premium that you're never going to pay a discount for a Nintendo developed Mario game. You're never going to pay less for a, a Zelda game. They don't go on sale. They hold their value like crazy. And if you have uh, physical versions of those games, you can eBay them for way more then you should rightly be able to for any other kind of games. Everything else loses its value like overnight, not Nintendo games. So, you know, they've got this special thing. And then on the other side of it, they're just shitty at this part. They're bad at online. They're bad at value online. Like their store blows, like uh, yeah. friend codes. It's all shit. But we but all. It would be okay if they did the Xbox thing and say, here's your monthly fee for playing retro games. And we're going to make sure every month we earn the money you spend by adding a couple of games. It doesn't seem like they do it. I've had it for three months. It's the same, you know, 12 or 20 games and like SP versions of games and stuff. Like you have an entire catalog. You must be able to to, to cycle new things in. Like it, yeah. They are actually showing signs of being good at it. I think the sub model makes sense. I just think what they're offering is the value is poopy. Yeah. Especially compared to Xbox, who's like, yeah, you pay a sub fee and get all the new games for like it. This, this is old news, man. Like, uh, yeah, anyway, I agree. They're only doing part of it. They got like, here's our retro stuff. And again, only Nintendo could do this. Lazy. The retro stuff it's, is good. It's, but. it's lazy. It's yeah. the, the quality thing's an excuse. This is a lazy excuse for a service. Yeah, it's I'm lazy, sure. but they're they're lazy because they can be because 
Uh, well, honestly, like if there's a chance for the Steam Deck to do some real damage here, it's this. Emulators. <laughs> well, that, but also just, hey, my Steam Deck has all my tons of games. Like you just are going to feel like you're getting a better value and you're not going to want to pay that monthly because guess what? On Steam, I don't have to pay anything monthly for all that. I actually learned in the past few weeks there's some real um, progress on third-party like handhelds that run all the emulators. Like, yeah. I can't remember what it's called, like an R4N4 or something like that. Like there are like dedicated, like Steam Deck, like they've been around for a little while, like dedicated handheld machines that you can, they don't, I don't think they provide the software, but it's the internet. This stuff is still rampant everywhere that like you can, well, I'm advocating it here, just saying they've been reviewing the machines themselves on the internet without the software on it. And it seemed maybe... Is it this one Maybe. you're thinking of? Uh, let's see, RG thirty five one M. Yeah, something like that. There's a couple of them. There's a, there's a market now for for third party handhelds where you install your own emulators, ROMs, and all that. For a variety of, you can put your NES, NES, GBA, GB, 3D. Like you can get all kinds of stuff. You could probably even put sixty four and GameCube. Like it probably runs a lot of stuff in this day and age. Oh, yeah, look at this. So, this thing will do. Sorry, let me read these. Uh, ND5, N64, Dreamcast, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Neo Geo, Neo Geo Pocket, GBA, GBC, GameCube, uh, Game Gear, MSX, PC Engine, all these. And the funny thing is the reason I heard about this is there was a news article about um, some people in England who were breaking into cars using a fake Game Boy like this. And I was like, fake Game Boy? What's that? And then I looked it up and I'm like, you know, Linus Tech Tips has a, some video about this. Like, it, it's it's not mainstream, but it's more widely available than you'd think. And all you just have to do is the know-how on the emulator side of things. And and it's like, it's like Nintendo must realize that there is a huge, not only is there a ROM issue, but there's there's a whole market of hardware by third-party vendors selling this stuff. And they can't do anything about it because it doesn't come loaded with any of their intellectual property, I imagine. It's just a piece mm. of hardware. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that they wouldn't try, just in the same way that movies have tried to make, make their streaming services more lucrative than getting into BitTorrenting and whatever else pirating, that they aren't looking at their, oh, we have a very valuable back catalog that people are willing to break the law for. Right. Let's it's, it, it feels so outdated because it feels like, it feels like this has come up with every type of media we consume, like the Napster days, like, mm-hmm. and going like, oh, I guess everybody's just going to pirate music now. No. We're going to adapt, we're going to change the model, and we're going to find a better way. Same thing with movies, same things with TV shows, and honestly, same thing with video games with the exception of Nintendo. What shocks me is they sit there and they're litigious towards ROMs and things like that. Oh, we got to go after them, we got to stop this, we got to put an end to it. Instead of just making the ton of money they could potentially be making by getting with the program and putting out something that people would pay for that isn't this weird piecemeal thing that they keep doing. Like, even when they release, like, the SNES Classic, 
guess what? My little mini SNES that I bought has a lot more games on it than what Nintendo wanted to put on that thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that was the first thing I did. Mm -hmm. Because instead of putting their entire collection out there, or even a decent collection, they get so precious about it. They're like, well, we'll give you the same five games that we give you everywhere we give you games. Mm -hmm. Because these are the five we're going to do. And that's not what anybody wants. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo has the money and the ability to do this right. They just don't. And it's shocking because they could be making money and moving forward and being a cool platform and getting more eyes and attention on them. But they're just happy doing their own thing. And well, they've been extremely successful at doing it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. And they they it works for them. They're still around. They're still making money hand over fist, but at the same time, they could be making more money, I would argue. Like, you could be more successful. Maybe they're uh, maybe they're trying to be ripped off by them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy to to be. Listen to this. I love this description of that device. The RG351M, a handheld emulator retro game console, wireless video handheld game console built in 25 uh, sorry, 2,512 games, 20 emulators, 3D stick, 3.5 IPS screen, uh, Wi-Fi portable mini gaming console system, men, boys gifts. Someone, Someone's men trying to make sure they gifts. show up on, on many word searches. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's what that is. I mean, actually, it's probably the same principle as why um, people do the, the oh. mobile game generator thing. It's like they're just <laughs> trying to appeal sure to people. And these are sold out all the time. I would be super curious to play around with one of these. And there's a bunch of them. There's companies in China just dumping these right now. Just yeah. tons of them. <laughs> I like one's called Retroid Pocket. Retroid <laughs> Pocket? Cool. Yeah. It, was in the, it was in the other thing. Scroll down to the other op- options. You'll see it there. They should join. I just like the name Retroid. Retroid. They should join with Sylv- Sylvania and become Retroidvania. <laughs> yeah. Not. Maybe not. That's a bad idea. Don't do what I say. Anyways, Nintendo, just put more games on your service and yeah, quit being weird. So much. Quit being weird. We've been telling them that for years. City and said it pretty well in the chat. We've been saying it forever and ever. And Nintendo just does whatever it does. I, yeah, I imagine yeah. they have to pay some fees for the third party games. Go ahead and give those companies some money, man. Like, yeah. set some meetings up. Like, well, they are doing it with but, uh, those Genesis games, but again, they're old games. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. If you could just go back in time. Like, I would love to go back in time and just tell myself, dress up like some, you know, buddy I wouldn't know, and just say, Scott, just so you know, while you're sitting there playing your Genesis and, and complaining about how Nintendo sucks or whatever, uh, Nintendo will one day sell Genesis, or they'll they'll make you pay a fee to play Genesis games on <laughs> Nintendo hardware. <laughs> and I wouldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, what? Get out of here, you weirdo stranger. All right, hot take time. Steam bans NFTs and blockchain games. Not really. They didn't say we ban them. They say we're not doing them for now. We'll see how it goes. But it's kind of an effective ban. Uh, Epic says they'll allow it. However, Epic has a whole list of uh, caveats for that that sound more like Epic's just saying it because it's the opposite of what Steam is saying. There's a lot to this that we won't get into. We had a huge breakdown of it on the Daily Tech News Show this week with Tom Merritt. Got really into the weeds on it. Here's my hot take. NFTs and video games. It might be my favorite use of the non-fungible token model. And here's why. Now, there's a lot of caveats here and a lot of problems with it. But here's what I think would be cool. Imagine, if you will, we're in some sort of MMO space. 
Let's even use one as an example. We'll say Final Fantasy XIV since everyone loves it right now and John humps oh, it every day. Scott knew I wasn't going to listen to this conversation and he's now found a way to get yeah, me Yeah, I'm in. pulling you in. <laughs> he's, he's engaged me. Yeah, okay, go in. on, so, Final Fantasy XIV. So here's yeah, what happens in Final Fantasy XIV. There's a sword and that sword is called Poke Forth Eternity is the name of the sword. <laughs> Good. All right. <laughs> Good. And there's one in the entire world of Final Fantasy XIV or beyond, this doesn't exist as a copy, as a anything. It is one sword. It has a point one a point zero zero one percent chance of dropping. Kinda goes against the game's philosophy. Sure, but, but just an example. <laughs> it's just an example. But let's like just maybe say maybe it belongs in a different MMO. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a thought exercise, a not a real about. Not a real okay, go yeah, ahead. Go this ahead, go does ahead. sound like something more that WoW would try to do. You're not wrong, but. But but just as example, we're just doing hypotheticals here. Okay. This sword of poking is the only one. A different sword. And <laughs> go on. Yeah, it's poke forth eternal. Poke please. forth eternity. Yeah. Eternal. Whatever it is. I'm trying to think of a bad name for something in a Final Fantasy. You did it. You realistic, did it. and that's it. I guess. <laughs> so anyway, this get, this sword exists, but it's got this really minute percent chance of dropping, and you got to do all kinds of stuff to get it. Whatever the, whatever the work is to get it, uh, that's uh-huh. what it is. That thing drops for you during a raid. John Jagger is now the sole owner and never will anyone ever be both from a legal standpoint, a literal standpoint, a digital standpoint, that sword, if, if, if it's done using blockchain technology is now John's and John's alone. And now that I like a lot. I think that's a cool idea. Scarcity in video games is something people really jive on. And normally the approach is something like the Diablo two auction house, which was kind of half, half-assed or whatever. I don't want any of that. What I'm saying is, you didn't have to pay for this thing. It dropped for you. So whatever you did to get it, either you spent more time in the game hoping to increase your chances, or it just happened to you. Whatever it is, it's yours now. You can't resell it through the game or anywhere else, although black markets show up for stuff like this. But let's for a second say, the system isn't designed for you to go, oh, now I can sell it. This is so rare, I'll get 50 grand for it. I don't want that part of this because then it gets greedy and weird ass and, and, and scammy. And that's my problem with NFTs in general. This is just a way to literally make it so this item in this game is forever and truly yours. Your player only can wield that, that sword. There's something about that. That I like. I think they, they could do that. I don't like it. <laughs> they could do that without NFTs though. I'm well, no, they sure. could. They could. You're right. It could be based on your account. No one ever does it, but they could. Like WoW could say, "You're only ever going to have this one weapon, and you're the only person to get it." Yeah. You're totally like, right. Look, I, that, that bit turned on. Right, right. I get that I'm an MMO player that maybe doesn't jive with a lot of ideas that other MMO players have, but this whole idea of like it's mine, I have a certificate of authenticity, like it's me, I'm the one, me is so stupid. I hate it so much. I think in general. You know what? We all, the more life tells us that we're not special and unique, the better (laughs) message being sent right now, I think, overall. I think doubling down on this, we're going to sell you or give you a way to feel like you're truly the most important person, the one. Mm. You're, You're flipping Neo over here. You're chosen. You're the best. I think we need to stay as far away from that as possible and just remind people that you're on a planet shared with a lot of other people. A lot of other people have a lot of other stuff going on 
on, and by and large, you're not that special compared to well, anybody I think, else. I think that accomplishes your goal, because if I have Pokeforth Eternal, then that means the rest of you are suckers that don't have it, so suck real life. You know, I'm the best. Mm. Like, it's it, it, there's an element of hard reality to certain people having, there's the haves and the have-nots, and that creates an environment of haves and have-nots, so that yeah. kind of actually makes that gorgeous world you just described a reality yeah. <laughs> um, for most people. Yeah. Because it isn't about everyone getting that experience. It's about one lucky or otherwise, you know, person with advantages, a player with advantages that others don't, like financial or, or time, time or, or yeah. whatever it is. Sure. Because the, the idea, again, is this is like virtual currency. It's just instead of a currency, it's artwork. It's like trading art instead of trading dollars. Well, you it's, could also so Pokeforth Eternal yeah. has value in the world. You'd have to be able to trade it for it to have value. If it doesn't have value, there's no point in it being in an NFT. The whole the whole notion that I think NFT is worth something is because it has it it, it benefits in some way from being tracked this way because we could do your system without NFTs, I think. Yeah. I yeah, think the true. idea is that I have a 60 million dollar JPEG and if you want that, you have to give me sixty million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and or if and you want, poke, if, you want if you want my poke forth eternal, that's like yeah. sixty million uh, gil, please. You know, like in Final Fantasy terms. Yeah, and he would people um, would turn around and sell their accounts for a lot of money if they were the ones that got the thing. Like, like I realize as I say it, given the nature of NFTs uh, as an actual NFT, people are going to want to sell it or grow its value and then sell it or what, or steal it or get it, you know, whatever they want to do with it. I guess there's just something about MMOs where everything, everyone can have everything that makes the world feel flat and a little less complex. So uh, the thing is like the unique items and the tradability is possible without that. Like you could, I could have poke forth eternal and the rest of the server could envy me and maybe they could raid my personal housing and steal it from me. Like as part of a gameplay mechanic, but that's all again, accomplishable without the NFT. I think the, the yeah. whole point of the NFT is linking into real world value, which sort of brings up the reason steam's reason for not including it, which was that they don't allow uh, virtual items that have real world value into their games. Yeah. That's why you don't see the casinos on there because the chips in a casino have a real world value. You can cash them back out and get monies. Right. And they don't host games. And so that's that's really what the NFT at the end of the day, no matter what flowery language like people that are into this are giving, it's about things holding real world value. It's real estate, but yeah. no, you're right. In a virtual space. Virtual real you know? estate. And whether well, it's art or anything else at the end of the day, the, the thing that it's trying to solve in this context, at least, is to give it real world value. Yeah, I agree. You're not wrong. Uh, you, you, you've both made really good points in that direction. And I think you're right. Um, and that's the stuff I don't like about NFTs because I think it's all just it's scammy and shitty. Um, I mean, but I like I like the idea of uniqueness and I like the idea of real uniqueness, but not at the expense of, you know. I think where you would see it have the most likely use case scenario is TC online TCGs that have trading oh, specifically yeah. Mitgo magic, the gathering online, not the arena game, but on magic, the gathering online, you get tickets, which tickets are used to buy entry fees into tournaments or to buy packs online. You can go to the store. I don't know if this is still true, but for the longest time, since like the nineties, you could log in and go get tickets. 
And the other thing you could do with tickets is you could message people and, and trade cards and you could give them virtual currency. This is way before virtual currencies were a commonplace thing. Give them tickets and trade for, you know, 20 tickets for a chase rare. So in a way that that was like one of the earliest online financial systems is Magic the Gathering's online virtual currency system. Um and they could be cashed out for real world value because once you collected a full set, they would print you a full set of like, you know, 1 to 365 whatever checklist cards. So then you could have those cards in reality and then you could sell them on eBay or wherever. So you could act, it was a lot of hoops to go through, but you could, there's some high volume traders that were involved in collect, buying up a lot of product mm-hmm. and then cashing out for money. And they, I don't think they got rich doing it, but who, who knows, who knows, but I think it was their sort of, there was a time when like doing this kind of stuff is more for the online hobby of it than it was for the sheer profit, but who knows? Sure. Um, so I could see someone trying to do a true TCG environment where you buy packs and they're in it, they're NFT. So you open up your Hearthstone pack, all your cards have NFTs, meaning they're tradable mm-hmm. because they're thought to be one of a kind unique. And thus you can sell your Anduin Rin for a dollar or your, you know, Sylvanas Windrunner for 500 Blizz bucks and, you know, cash that out for real money in some way. Right. Um, that's where I would see it being used. And I think that is where it's being used. Like I know there's a virtual horse racing thing where you can buy the horses that race and then trade the horses and then breed them and modify them and increase their value within the gameplay mechanics. Like there are ongoing experiments with NFTs and gameplay that exist now that I haven't tried, but they're happening. Well, here's a funny thing. The <laughs> it's kind of hilarious because Epic, uh, says this that oh we're open to it and they say that in light of the fact that their founder uh I can't think of his name all of a sudden Tim Tim Sweeney Tim Sweeney there's a tweet out there where he says we don't think we're going to do anything with NFTs they're too scammy uh the technology around it and the companies around it are all a little bit weird and also they're scammy I mean he's basically just saying look they're too scammy we're not doing this but they say that and then they said. Well, the one thing we couldn't do is we couldn't allow uh, cryptocurrency uh, to be used at all in the store, which made me go, well, that's it. that's the only way you get NFTs right now. That's it. You don't just you can't take five bucks and go, here's five bucks. You got to do all that transactional stuff and they would have to do it. So by them saying that they're effectively banning NFTs, <laughs> at least at least the way NFTs are today and for yeah. the foreseeable future. So. I'm annoyed with their response. Yeah. Unless it's all done in app. Like if. Yeah, but they're saying they're not going to let it. They don't want any cryptocurrency in app. And so what does that mean? Well, to get it not to be an app, they'd have to build their own infrastructure to be a trading source, basically a, a transactional point of conversion, converting currency. And they say they don't (laughs) want to do that. So by saying they don't want to do that, they're saying they don't want to do NFTs. I'm annoyed with, once again, Epic says shit just because it's an opportunity to say, ah, those jerks over at Steam aren't doing it. No, We'd be open to news, it. Basically. Ugh, it annoys me. Yeah. And because I don't even to me, the only them. reason why you would put up with the headache of having NFTs in, in something you're hosting mm-hmm. is because you're getting a cut, right? Like, right. Right. Like 3% off every transaction goes to Epic, you know? Yeah. And they, there, we may see an age if NFTs become mainstream in some way. We may see an age where something like that exists. No, if they do, Steam will be doing it too. Like that's the yeah. thing. Is oh, yeah. they'll, they'll find a place and they'll figure out a way. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it's all bad. I just 
at this stage, I just don't see the way things are right now. It's too wild westy and weird. It's weird right now. Yeah, it's a lot of rich people. Weird. It's a lot of rich people standard. trading in mist and, 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 and smoke. Right. I don't like it. Uh, all right. Well, that's the end of that. Well, that was a good, that was a good hot take. It was nice, big and steamy. Left yep. a big mess. Yep. I enjoyed it very much. I needed three squares. Then more and than we, we got two. poke forth the turtle. Uh, I'll have to come up with a <laughs> item. This is one of the best named swords in the history of sword names. Ziggurat in the chat says, stop NFTs and start selling blue light protection. What, like these glasses? That's what these are. Uh, I wonder if that's it. We're getting too much blue light. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're all pyramid. Sorry. What? What'd you say, John? I, I just said, why not? Like, I, it feels like <laughs> cryptocurrency NFTs. Like, I feel like there's a, a group of internet Illuminati that get together every now and then. And they're like, what uh, it, creative internet tech solution can we come up with to try and bilk people out of their money right now? Uh, and yeah. like, okay, well, let's let's go with cryptocurrency. Let's let's just all go all in and get as many people with that as we can. Okay, that's dying out. All right, well, let's do this yeah, NFT thing. Yeah, like it doesn't uh, like I could end up eating these words. It could take off. Sure, you know, a, something will eventually. But oh, uh, it, it just it, feels like the flavor of the day for a way to try to get people's it, money right now. It, it's made up like real money. Uh, it, it needs the blockchain to legitimize it. I mean. It is actually an impressive thing at its core because of because of the blockchain. It's just yeah, no, the technology. It's just cool. not like the technology is incredible that that goes into it. The yeah. problem is there's an environmental impact, and then everyone wants to have an NFT. It's not like you know the whole point of uh, your currency is that it's like backed by your government, so there's a stability and trust that's there. And when, you know, Joe Diaper down on um, Toilet Street is like, you know, hey, I got Toilet Coin. You're like, well, I don't know about this. Can everyone just have their own currency? What is this? This is this is insanity. Like, toilet Coin. Toilet Coin. <laughs> I want my I want some Toilet I don't, Coin. I, don't, I think I might have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, this is what this means. <laughs> All this means. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird. Uh, we're living in a weird time. But um, yeah, who knows? I just. uh I don't know. It's too it's too weird right now. So games are probably there's going to be some controversial stuff coming up with games, but well, sure. And I see I see in the chat room. I think a lot of negativity negativity towards crypto NFTs is semi warranted. I just feel like these conversations sound so much like what people said about the internet, online shopping, etc. In the early days of those things. Sure, that's why I say I could be wrong. I might be. But I'm going to be the old man in this case instead of the young guy going, you guys just don't understand my generation. Yeah. I'm happy to be the old man on this because I, to me, it it doesn't seem like a good look, idea. I'm right. So the, I'm that's right in the middle. mistakes that you all can make. Sure. So maybe you'll profit. I'm, I don't look, know. I'm right in the middle on this. I think that there's potential and we'll see how it plays out. But I'm no way going to jump on the gold rush that's happening now because it's scammy and shitty and people are losing money left and right. And others who are making it are doing it in the dark of night and kind of shitty ways. So you could even argue that early in the internet days when e-commerce was just a thought and a concept, people were negative then because again, there was a culture of scam around it. People were scamming people online and we hadn't built the tools and done the things that were needed to make that all normal. Well, we've done that. Will we do that with NFTs with blockchain tech in general? Probably. We're just not there yet. And you'll get an auto mute slash block from me on Twitter if you put Bitcoin in your freaking profile. That I don't like no matter when we are, no matter who we are, that it's not a religion. Freaking knock it off. 
Well, I actually don't like it when people put their religion in there either. But my point is, <laughs> don't put shit like that in there. I hate it. Hate it. Just makes me think you're going to go, yo, bro. Hey, bro, check it out, bro. And I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to bros of any kind. I think, I think when it becomes the best way for Scott to get his major melon, then... He'll be in on the Bitcoin. <laughs> and until that time, piss off. Yeah, I got a whole case out in the garage, so take that. Yeah. All right. I think time. about you every time I think about Major Melon. There you go. Uh, speaking of steam, it's time for us to do a steam review in the stylings of a Ken Burns documentary. Yes, that's right. A Dear Martha steam review brought to you by John Jagger. Uh, John, any special setup or just go? Nope, just a regular one. It's going to be quick. Here it is. My dearest Martha, today I present to you a review for the game Bigfoot on Steam. Martha, for a man with a foot fetish, this is not what I expected. (laughs) Yours in this life and the next, saucy. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Is it really a game called Bigfoot? Is it about, like, Sasquatch Bigfoot? Like in the yeah. woods oh really okay From sam squanches sam squanches <laughs> that's awesome all right well i'll never play that game i can promise that let's get to some uh, discussion about the games we played this week um man am i excited to talk about this one. Oh man i don't want to over overstate but i think i may have found my favorite uh deck builder card battler of all time well, and, good that you're not overstating. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I really do. I, I look the reviews. The reviews echo what I'm about to tell you. Uh, it, it, Devolver Digital usually doesn't, you know, make crap. So my my ears always perk up when I hear they're publishing something. And I saw a video for this and went, "What in the hell is even is this thing?" I don't even know how to describe it. It's called Inscription, and it is so cool, you guys. Uh, okay. So this is one of those games that somehow magically meshes um, a style and a f- and and a, multiple styles and tones into one presentation and does it expertly. I don't know what to even compare it to. Like some of it's shitty PlayStation One era looking. Some of it's like pre-rendered looking. Some of it's full motion video looking. Uh, some of it's very nice three D looking. Uh, I really don't know how to describe it visually. It's really something beyond anything you've ever seen and is just a delight to look at. Um, all right. So at its core, it's a deck builder. This deck builder, for some reason, is played um, in an attic up in some attic somewhere. And it's all dark and scary in there. And the guy that's making you play the game and try to get further every time is some kind of weird ghoul who just is just in the darkness. His eyes are all wacky and, and strange. The game is very creepy and weird, but not in a scary way, just kind of like ugh, a little unsettling. Um, He's making you fight with cards, and the card battling system is pretty unusual. Um, You, you have a squirrel. None of this is going to make sense. You have a squirrel pile of cards that have actual cards with squirrels on them. You want those because they're sacrificial. You put a cute squirrel card down and then you have to sacrifice like two of those that are out on the board uh, because you want to put a wolf out there because he needs two sacrifices to exist. So you will kill the two squirrels so the wolf can exist. Now the wolf's got hit points and it's got attack points, your typical hearthstone sort of attack and health. And Mm -hmm. if the lane is clear, he will attack and cause damage to the, 
to the to this to this ghoul guy that's running the game. Um, and how that happens is when he gets hit, he has to he extracts teeth and puts them in this scale that's constantly going back and forth during the match, and you're trying to get the most on on his side. He pulls his own teeth. His out? own teeth. Now you don't see like some guy extracting his teeth or something. But well, I'm, I'm watching a bit of video as you say this, so I, I get that it's just a pair of eyes in the dark and some hands. So it's very, it's really weird. Are you, are you? So I pulled it up on Steam, and right now they have a live broadcast going of the game. Yeah. And so I'm watching it so I can see video. I just I feel like I need to point out that it's the person who's streaming this game is wearing is just wearing a skull mask, and it's just a floating <laughs> skull playing this game. <laughs> And I kind of feel oh, like I'm awesome. having a fever dream right now. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's, <laughs> it's a little weird. It's kind of weirding me out at the moment, honestly. Yeah, it's very odd. Just in general, there's a lot going on here that I don't know how to, I really don't know how to explain it. Um, you know, like I said, at its core, it's this deck builder, but the, the even that part is different and, and, and new. It's not just a skin on top of Slay the Spire. That's not what this is at all. Um graphically i just can't say enough about it but gameplay wise it's difficult but not impossible but also lots of moments of like i can't believe i pulled that off after i was losing so bad or whatever um progression feels good there's like a map overworld map that you know you move around in which might be familiar for these sorts of things and then between runs sometimes you got to do weird shit like walk around this this attic like mist style and solve a puzzle or something so it's like Hey, uh, I forgot where your piece, where we put your piece, your little man that we have to move around on the board. <laughs> Can you go find it? And so you have to wander around this scary room and it's not like super complicated or anything. You just have to go find where those are. And then you see them and you're like, oh, that's where these are. And there's also others. I wonder what those are for. And, you know, and then you start to learn, well, there's different cards of different powers. And when you die, you get to make a card uh with your name on it that basically lets you take three or four other cards and take aspects of those cards and infuse them into a new card that you can then play during the next game and that game may have like like you you choose the name you choose the extra power it might have like if it flies uh and you choose the cost and you do that from other cards that you have it's again hard to explain um Mm. the the boss fight was insane I don't even know what to say about the boss fight. It was the weirdest thing I ever did. Um, and when you run into like a vendor that's like, oh, this witch will give you some extra cards or whatever. It's actually just that weird eyeball guy on the left side of the table putting a mask on temporarily and going, hello, I'm the witch and I'm going to give you shit that you're going to buy from me or whatever. Um, you get bones for sacrificing your cards that then are a, another currency that certain cards need to purchase. It's not confusing. It's just the way it works. Um, when you lose, it's a real shit show <laughs> and you gotta like, you know, it's very, dis- oh, you're very you give dis- your teeth too. Yeah. You give your teeth is one, one of your, see that wrench that's off to the side. Think of it yeah, as a, yeah. as a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a tooth pulling device. Well, yes, but it's, but, but in the game, like mechanically it's used as like a way to put a little more weight on your side or on his side. And okay. so you pull a tooth out and throw it in, in on the scale, and it kind of f's him up for a couple of turns. Um, but it is your tooth. Oh. <laughs> uh, then there's this. There's these puzzles. There's this like clock on the wall. I don't know what it does yet. Um, you can move the the hands around, but I don't know what I'm unlocking, and it does. There's no way to know. So the other side of the room has a safe, and in that safe is something. But I haven't gotten to go in there yet. 
These things unlock as you get further in the game. I assume those other pieces will be playable that you can see in there. Um, there's shit going on outside, but the door doesn't open. Like it's, it's just a, it's one of the strangest things I've ever played, but all the hooks are there. If you'd like those kinds of progressions and then just doing it in this whole new way, it feels like a whole, it feels like a, I don't know how often you feel like you're playing something totally new and unique. It's pretty rare. I guess they put a lot of ceremony on the external, like the bracketing of the actual core gameplay, right? Oh, so, yeah. You know, you have a solitaire game. It's It's got its own unique mechanics. Sounds like it's interesting. But then, you know, they've put like a lot of effort into the gaminess of the experience between games. Because I, I imagine... So I'm watching uh, like four or three different video streams. You get up and you're around the house. Yeah. I guess like in StarCraft, how you might go to a place and click on some things before going to the next mission. Like kind of like cut that. Scene, you talk some stuff. Like yeah. there's this element of narrative and experience between the games. Yeah, there's this. Part. I got a wish list. It looks pretty interesting. It's I gotta really say. Cool. Yeah, this thing uh, looks cool. It's, it's really you know lo fi, so it's a little rough on the the you know when you look at it from an advertising standpoint, it's like well the cards look. Oh, but when you indie. play it though. It, but, it's so you know works. maybe it's a lot of fun you know it's, yeah the style the that's that low res stuff they're doing like low poly here weird high res here uh crusty looking stuff it's all on purpose and it's all very cool like yeah. i don't i honestly don't have a single bad thing to say about this game i'm so impressed with it and i didn't expect to be it was kind of a fluke i just thought well i'm just gonna try this out see what we get and what I got was one of the most unique things I've ever, ever put my mouse to. It's really something else. So hmm. anyway, to find out why overwhelmingly positive reviews, what they might mean for you, everybody. It's like, what, 18 bucks, 17 on sale right now for launch. Something like that. Yeah. Inscription with a Y. I'm going to check this game out. This seems cool. It's very, very cool. Oh, there's the prospector. Oh, my gosh. You sold me on it, Scott. You yeah. sold me. It's uh, and, I, and you guys will probably just murder it compared to me because I don't think I'm very good, but I am really enjoying it. And uh, anyway, it's very good. Inscription is the game, and I'll probably talk more on Boop about it because it's very much indie and will fit right in there very nicely. I also played a bunch more uh, Everspace Two. Talked about that last week. That game is ever that game is you know freelancer basically, and I'm loving it. I'm gonna keep playing that. Uh. And then the thing that I was going to tell you guys is kind of weird. I reset my farm and farm together. And you remember farm together, John, a long time ago? Yeah. Uh-huh. How can me... we forget the uh, the halcyon days of farm together? That's right. Now, I used to think I had a lot of money in that game. I have like $8 million in it. Um, and it's good. That is a good amount of money. But I know people, there have been some farms I've visited where the guy's got like $242 billion in, in, uh, in farm money. Um, those people are insane, but anyway, uh, I decided just for fun, the game has a mode where you can go reset the farm. You basically refund everything back to whatever you've spent and whatever money you already have. So whatever money you've earned, plus anything you've ever spent, all resources are refunded and the place is cleared of everything. So you just start over with a flat, empty space it keeps unlocked any spaces you've unlocked, but it's all unlocked again and none of your farms or none of your shit's there. Um, and you just kind of start over and I did that. <laughs> so that's all I was going to say wow. about that. Yeah. So, so, so you, you get to keep all of your purchases or 
Yes. The currency. Everything you've unlocked, all the currencies you currently own or have spent are refunded to you, and you've unlocked all your stuff. It's actually kind of cool. It's like a. That's a very me feature, honestly. I have a real problem with that in games. I have a real, like, "Ah, let's just start over. Like, oh, you'd love this. If I go, like, if I were to log into WoW, which is crazy, right? And I did the character restore thing, Mm -hmm. the number of max level characters that I've deleted from the game that are just sitting there that could be restored is very high. Yeah. I have a very, like, eh, delete it, start over. I mean, Final Fantasy is a game where you really only need one character, and I have two. Like, right. I just have this bad tendency to go, but what if we started fresh? Yeah. So Well, you'd like this, then, if you liked farming games to start with, because it is that. It's like, oh, I don't have to, I can just start over like, and still have everything. It's not a new game. It's a... It's the same game, you know, and I've earned everything already, so I get to keep what I've earned. And I don't know, I just like that about it. But um, it's the first time I've actually used it. And it is a little weird at first because you're like, man, it was, it's like nuking, you know, the place from orbit. Because <laughs> everything's just like, boom, gone. But you have all the money you need to start over and like, all right, now this time I'm going to put all my pigs in this whole zone over here where all the pigs are going to grow. And then the chickens are going to be over here and then the... You know, my dog's going to follow these me around. people in this video? Is this the together part of Farm Together? Yeah, you can co-op. And the game has four-player co-op. Um, oh, yeah, because I don't like that. I maybe see more than that. walking around and it just makes me upset. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I play on my own. You can lock that out. People don't have to be in there. <laughs> my farmer would be a get off my property. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd have a shotgun. Also, these guys are really early because they don't have their car. They don't have their tractors yet. So they're hand watering things and they don't have sprinklers yet. Like there's a lot of shit you got to unlock in that game, but. I have all that. So I just, you know, it's a really relaxing, chill experience and I can have TV on and I can play this and um, it's nice. It's a nice game. I like it. All right. Uh, That's all I played for the most part. A couple of things here and there, but I won't get into all those. John, you're nearly done with Metroid Dread. You're on the final boss. How's that going? Uh, Pretty good. I mean, I went in and saw the final boss and uh, the final boss beat the crap out of me right Mm. away. And I was like, well... What if I went around and gathered up some uh, more missile tanks and life tanks and all of that and just made it a, a slightly easier experience for myself? So that's what I'm doing in the game right now is trying to get all those <laughs> items. But my goodness, some of the things easier. they expect you to do yeah. uh, with easier. the speed boost are uh, are yeah, breaking speed, my brain right now. Yeah. Speed boost puzzles are kind of rough because some of them you have to get the boost trigger the boost and then while you're firing off get a hit something so you can keep running and then get another boost like there's one that involves chaining three uh, shrine sparks basically to, to accomplish the whole thing i recommend looking it up uh, yeah <laughs> i watched a video and even watching the video i was like what'd they do they <laughs> yeah, went too exactly. fast how'd they do it i can't make my my metroid do that yeah. just build uh, on it one step at a time how do you do the first one Okay, I get it. Yeah. And then so. it took me an hour to try and figure out, you know when you get the space jump screw attack, it's hard to wall jump because you can wall jump anywhere, right? It's the space yeah. jump. Mm-hmm. So you can still wall jump. You just have to hold the controller into the wall and then tap the B. And then even though you're going the other way, you hold it for a bit, then you, there's like a timing to when you got to move the stick to that direction to hold the run as you wall jump off the wall because you can run fast hit a wall and then run fast the other way yeah 
but it's pretty you have to understand the timing on the sticks it took me like an hour to like get one of them it was crazy wow yeah it's and i think that might even be the one i'm on because i i got to this one room and that's what made me look it up i was like this seems impossible and uh, i looked it up and i just watched him do a hundred things that i didn't understand at all so <laughs> Uh, you know, we're going to keep trying on this boss. He definitely seems like he's going to be a real pain in the butt. And even watching Scott showing some gameplay of fighting the final boss. So yeah. it definitely did you get to that like, phase of the final boss? Uh, the, the, there's the final boss has four phases. Just FYI. no, he beat me pretty like I don't think I got to. He has a phase where he's invulnerable, which is what Scott's showing. I think. Four, oh no! Like, you know what? Phases. This playthrough is showing that they can use the tracking missiles, hmm. which I never even thought of using once in that boss fight. Oh really? Yeah, and I'm like beat, I'm seeing him using him tracking there. missiles, and I'm like I only use that to solve puzzle doors. I forgot I could have used that in the boss fight. Maybe he, he seems to be using it during his gold armor phase. I, I imagine it must be working. Yeah, I yeah. assume so. Oh, super bombed there to clear it off. Yeah, like I didn't look up any of these tips. Like, yeah, but I'm yeah I'm playing through on hard mode right now, and I'm, now I'm going in and looking at what the optimizations are. Like I've sequence broke the morph ball, for example, and stuff like that. Like. Who's oh, the wow. who's the Protoss dude uh, that we all love? Um, Artanis. Uh, is that him? Tassadar. Tassadar. Uh, this guy looks like Tassadar or Artanis or something. He looks like a. I don't he know. Definitely why has a Protoss vibe. vibe to him for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, his name is what is it? Ravenbeak, I think. Ravenbeak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's two. There's two basically NPCs in this game. They're both Chozo. These uh, bird men. Mm-hmm. One of them's Quiet Robe. Quiet and Robe. The, <laughs> yeah. There's Quiet Robe, and I think this guy is. Razor Beak. Raven Beak. Raven Beak. Yeah. All right. Raven, Razor. It's all the same to me. I think Razor Beak is the Transformer. <laughs> it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, well then. It has to do with Transformers. Are you it's streaming? Razor Beak. Rumble, Savage. You're not yeah. streaming that, right? Because you're, you're like me. You're on a Switch Lite, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just playing that on in the bathroom basically sure i have found i'm better at video games in the bathroom this was an interesting discovery <laughs> but i'll be like sitting in the office playing the game and i'll be stuck on a boss i'll be like hey, this boss can't be beaten and then have to go to the bathroom i'm like well i'm having fun playing i'm taking the switch light in with me and i beat the boss first try as soon as i'm in the bathroom wow weird. bathroom me is just better at video games and That's i don't an... know why that is but it's just true that is an odd thing but i'm glad it's you who who knows that now uh, Look, I did the work so other people didn't have to. Now, now you know. If you're stuck on a video game, see if you can play it in the bathroom. You might be better. So this boss uh, doesn't have a health bar. You just have to hope you're getting it done. There's no health bars at all in this game. Okay. You just got to keep either got another secret way to beat a boss or pound the hell out of him with stuff. I mean, it's very, it's very, uh, you know, very that's old traditional school. old school. Yeah. I like, I like that, that they're adhering to that stuff. It's fun to watch. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't played this game yet, but this fight's like, a good time that fight is rough it has four phases you should it's, uh you should play that game it's a good game yeah i plan it's on hard it. yeah it's i plan good. on it i think part of it is I, my itch has been i don't want something super hard but so i've been going a lot of turn-based things lately i don't know why yeah. it's getting old no, i totally get it um, I would, well i'd say like it go, it's pretty easy until you're trial and erroring on the dread bots the emmys and the bosses that can feel like you yeah. gotta learn so that part's hard but like Although, the game the game stuff is not bad yeah. i will say one thing that's interesting that i've noticed playing the game is the amount of times where i've been like feeling like i'm just pounding my head against a boss strategy where i'm like oh i just cannot get this pattern down i, I 
oh, it's so difficult for me to remember. Jump here, dash here, block here, you know, like I can't get it that I just go, screw it. I'm going to just power my way through it. And I'm just like, I'll take the hit. I'm going to just keep shooting them. I'll take the hit and just keep shooting them, keep shooting them. The amount of times that has worked as a strategy of like, screw mechanics, I'll just shoot uh, has been a lot. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's happened probably three times in the game where just like, I'm not going to dodge your stuff. I'm going to just shoot you has actually worked fine for me. There's mm. some bosses that definitely won't. But yeah. there have been some where it did. Where it just worked. Uh, yeah. And, and so, oh, wow. This guy's boss fight is like 12 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough boss fight. Like, it, they, they, they put a last boss that if you're speed running, you really have to know what you're doing, earn it, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, which is, you were saying, yeah. your argument last week was that's that's where this game's, you know, that's why... Or that's what the long actually, tail will be. They're really competent boss fights. Like they're they're well designed. It doesn't just like a feel like a spam. It feels like they he, they have cool, very different moves. They're timed. They're random. So you just got to know what to do when the thing comes up each time. And as you learn how to overcome them, and then the four phases pretty much just varies up his defenses and, and tactics. Like he flies during phase three and four, or mm. phase three flies. So. Yeah. It's oh, it's good. He it's looks good, like a good. real dick. I actually thought the sub bosses in the game were really good too. The evolution of those because uh, it, it was really nice to to see this evolution of these like really strong fighters, but there's technically just regular enemies, right? And them slowly introduce more mechanics. It's like okay, here's one. Oh, he's got a different phase now. Oh, now you got to fight two of them at the same time. Oh, now you got to fight one, but he's got a shield. How do you deal with that? Okay, well, now you got one. He's got a super shield, and you got to use a special move if you want to get rid of the shield like you did on the previous one. Like, I thought that was also really cool, the evolution of those going throughout the game. So it does really cool things. Like, I feel like I I harped on little nitpicks I had with the game too much last week. Because by and large, I think this games are really awesome and really worth playing. Like yeah. they do a lot of really good things with yeah, it. It's phenomenal. People like it. Oh man, that guy just beat him. All right, I'm not looking anymore. Yeah, you're uh, watch, well, you're watch watching the ending. Yeah, just watch. <laughs> it's it. not quite you know, the end. Know. There's a little bit more. There's after a bit that, more. Yeah, okay. you're spoiling the crap out of yourself. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look anymore. <laughs> All right, uh, John. You also played a board game. I did. Uh, so actually kind of fitting. Uh, you know, you, you got a friend over there. We like their stuff. Yeah. Uh, Critical Role is just about to do their third campaign yeah. starting tonight. And maybe appropriately, but not related, last night for the first time, I played a board game done by them and their organization called Ukatoa. Hmm. Um, and it's this this little kind of like... This fun little party game uh, that I played with my my wife and the kids, and it's basically you you put together a little boat, and you got a bunch of little meeples on there, and a sea serpent is slowly eating the boat and the meeples, and you try to be the winner and survive it. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing crazy as far as premise. Like it's pretty easy to sit down and and play, but I just wanted to mention it because I had a lot of fun with it. Like it was. The the thing that surprised me the most was how high quality it felt. Like all the cards felt really good, and the miniature for the little sea monster was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, even the meeples, which you know they're they're meeples, you know they're, yeah, little, they're little plastic meeples. people, yeah. Yeah. and they're they're nothing great. But even they looked looked really cool. 
and uh, had a really good time. The only issue I would say is if you have kids that are prone to kicking their feet or moving, uh, you know, maybe lay those meeples down so that they aren't being knocked over constantly and driving everybody at the table crazy. But otherwise, solid game. Makes, I had a lot of fun with it. Makes sense. Sounds like fun. Uh, to celebrate, let's hear Liam O'Brien doing uh, Bane here. Speak of the Ibert and he shall appear. He used to do. He used to send me these out of nowhere. Let me try this one. I am the Frog Pants Network, and I'm here to fulfill Scott Johnson's <laughs> destiny. <laughs> He's really good at it. Oh, that's a good one. I think it's- it smells like farts under this mask. Seriously. <laughs> a little touch of, like, uh, uh, retirement bane, too. A little bit. A little hint. Of, yeah. yeah. His Connery's real good, though. Listen to this. They should I do should- a- Wait, hold on. You gotta hear this. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. I should have sent it to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> I don't know why he even sends me these things, but they're great. Anyway. That, that makes me think they should do, since they make so many Batman movies, they should do a geriatric Batman at some point <laughs> where Batman's 90 and all the villains are 90 and they're all old. You know, it's just like... Doesn't this exist? I think that would be good. Like the punches, like ninety-year-old Batman punching ninety-year-old Bane, like all the broken bones and like hip oh, replacements. Yeah, like it would be hardcore. I what's, think it would be amazing. What's uh, Kingdom Come messes around with age a bit uh, with the with the DC heroes, but I swear I read something. I read some comic where it was a resting home for old heroes, but maybe it was an indie or something. Like Michael Douglas is the perfect Michael Douglas in the Batman suit at his, his age. And have you have you seen that? Um, what's that? The the Stasinski method on Netflix or whatever. Or oh, um, yeah, I know. It's like an about. old people show, but they're all the perfect age to play geriatric Batman characters. You get Paul Reiser in there. Yeah. Have you seen Paul Reiser? That yeah. guy looks crazy. He's he old. Looks like he, well, he's bald. He's portly. He's like it's fine. It's just that's not the Paul Riser I remember from no, the nineties. That's not the Burke um, screwing everybody. He'd be a great over. old penguin. Yeah, he would be. If you guys, if you watch yeah. that new trailer and see um, Colin Farrell as the penguin, you can't even tell it's him. I saw him. I still oh, can't that's see Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. <laughs> I was, didn't know who it was. Actually, I was like, what? Right? It looks like yeah. I don't know an old, a younger De Niro or something, but it's Colin Farrell in there. It's nuts impressive yeah and i don't know how I they pulled make, that off i want to make geriatric bat- what would you call it, bat geriatric old batman yeah old older batman wabbit magic he has more than a bald cap there's something going on all over <laughs> yeah slap just slap a bald cap <laughs> yeah that's on. not it you didn't just oh, no, on paul riser had a bald cap oh paul riser oh the slewinsky reporter or whatever that show's called <laughs> the slewinsky report <laughs> I don't what's think it called the, Ste- the steiner method something <laughs> like that <laughs> It's, it's good. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It's good. Uh, it is very good. Um, Alan Arkin was in it, was in it too. Like Alan Arkin, I love was super him. Great. And, yeah, uh, it's Comiskey yeah. method. Michelle, I think Michelle Pfeiffer is she? In it? I think. <laughs> I don't know. Is she? She might be. I watched I a little bit of it. My parents ended up watching it and loving it. It's really good. It's like it's like you know it's about getting old and fear of death and dying and but also they're still. You know, they haven't learned their lessons. They're still, you know, miserable in their own ways. It's great. It's yeah. perfect. It's got the Kaminsky Ramon. method. That's what it's yeah, called. Kaminsky. It's great. Haley yeah. Joel Osment's in there. He's yeah, yeah. He shows up as a as a jerk. He's a young old in there. I like him popping up in things. He plays weird roles. He popped up in The Boys yeah. for a really fun role in that yeah. show. He's got a. Have you seen? I mean, that kid, that dude's beard now, man. I see beard people is what I see when I see this uh, beard. Kaminsky method is good. Also, it's only like six episodes a season kind of thing. So it doesn't, you know, it's like flea bag. Like it's nice. 
tastes really good but doesn't doesn't overstay its welcome. <laughs> it's it's really great for what it is. Yeah. Oh wow, look at that beard. Yeah. Does he still do the voice of Sora for Kingdom Hearts? Oh, I don't know. Is that yeah. but if he does, he's gonna is he gonna do it for <laughs> uh the new Smash Brothers character? I don't know. Huh. I, that's just crazy to me. It is like crazy. does he still sound like a little baby boy when he does the voice? <laughs> I don't know. Uh all right, Bo. Uh, oh no, you're still playing. Fi- Sorry, Final Fan. I watched you stream some of this um, one month ago. Are you stopping Final Fantasy in a month? It says one no, month to go. One month to go. Then the expansions here. I got to hurry up and finish it again. Yeah, you got to uh, beat that game. But you, I watched you beat um, uh, Chrono Trigger the other day. Uh, oh yeah, and I'm still playing Chrono Trigger. I guess that's true. Guess you, you did. You it. did. You stopped by. You watched me die a lot in Chrono Trigger because that game got hard out of nowhere. But yeah, uh, yeah, playing Chrono Trigger has been a lot of fun. Wait, still waiting for Final Fantasy V to come out. So uh, just been kind of spinning my wheels on Chrono Trigger. But man, that game's still good. Yeah, Chrono Trigger is still an awesome RPG. Some of the elements are like. If when I look back on hindsight, I'm like, man, that game was just epic storytelling. And then I remember like, oh, yeah, the main hero dies and you bring him back to life because you went to a weird haunted <laughs> festival and got a doll of him that yeah. was an exact replica of his body sure. from a disembodied clown head. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't as serious as it was all along. Yeah, those things have a tendency to do that. But it looked like a good time. You were having a ball with it. And uh, I watched you check something on the internet because you couldn't get past those golems. Yeah, yeah. those golem sisters were no joke. I yeah. didn't, I don't, here's the thing that has been really sad about going back and playing. Like, playing the old Final Fantasies is okay because I didn't play much of them. But playing a game that I did play a lot as a kid has been very humbling because I know that me in elementary school played and beat this game hmm. and didn't have a guide and didn't have the internet. He just did it. Yeah. And now me as an adult man is sitting there going, I died twice to the Gollum sisters. And I'm like, this game's impossible. I got to go on Google and figure out how to beat the stupid Gollum sisters. Cause I can, I don't know what to do. And, uh, it just reminded me like, maybe have a little more patience but also like that kind of spirit you have when you're a kid where you're like i'll just keep trying yeah what i'm just gonna keep going until i figure it out sure uh, i don't have that level of patience so i googled it and then i beat him and <laughs> nice. that was all you needed to do nice it was fun to watch the fo- the whole fire thing and yeah i watched that entire uh sequence um all right bo you played a board game as well look man gloomhaven came out of uh, out of early access this week john played a board game you played a board game is it good? Uh, my friend Al, who's from a previous job, we still keep in touch. Uh, big time board game guy. One of those guys who go over to his house and he has a new house with a big room. It's got a wall full of board games. And you're like, what are all these games? Yeah. But a longstanding tradition of ours is we've been playing Twilight Imperium over the years. Uh, Twilight Imperium is a 4X game. So think Stellaris or Master of Orion or it's a huge random space map. And a bunch of players have giant space armies. There are more rules than there needs to be because if you love overly complex things, that's what Twilight Imperium is all about. It's in its fourth edition, so it's been around a while, has its friends, but it's still fairly niche yeah. in terms of probably a lot of people. You're just hearing about this maybe for the first time. Go look up some images or some Let's Plays on it. This is the kind of game where you might want to rent out a cottage and you know play at the cottage away from the non-gamer folks in your life and just have an uninterrupted experience away from kids and family and and whatnot yeah um anyways it's it's 
it's always so fantastic and frustrating. You make alliances in this game. You've got to get the victory points. Um, there's actual politics in this game, so you can enact law and you can, you know, vote for players to lose things. And there's a whole political layer in addition to a space combat layer. And a, there's a whole tech tree. If you like tech trees, there's a, has a whole tech tree. It is, and it explaining the rules to the newcomers of the game took us this time an hour and a half, which was actually pretty good. Al's getting pretty experienced at explaining the rules, but it was an hour and a half. Andy sent YouTube videos for us to prep with prior. And this was like my ninth or 10th playing of the game. So I was already familiar with a lot of it, but not the new edition aspects. Plus he had all the expansions. Mm. Um, It's a great game. I enjoyed myself. It's hard it's a hard th- it's a hard to get together to, to to play this kind of game, but I think you guys would actually you know if you like you like strat you'll play Civ and strategy games. I mean it's kind of what this is, except you gotta focus on the victory points, so you can't get too tunnel visioned into tech or politics or something. You're trying to get VPs and that's by accomplishing goals. I'm very proud of my move though, because my mothership has its own special ability where it can pass through stealth style um sectors with enemy armies mm-hmm. so anyways this this this, uh, this guy um uh, dennis his race of beings uh he expanded his universe out and left no ships in his home system and no ground troops because you have to invade planets and also have ground combat on the planets because you, you can't just fly to a sector to take over planets you have to land your armies on the planets and also fight on the planets um, I stealthed my ship into his home world, which is completely undefended, and stole both of his home worlds, which is a huge deal because then you can't score victory points when you get owned so hard. <laughs> and even though I didn't win, uh, it was probably one of the best moves of the night, and I was very proud of my ability to see that and do it. It took a lot. For, I had to place a wormhole thanks to a, a promise. You can give promissory notes to other civilizations. So I was playing like the Yoda guys called the several tribes and they were very intellectual and into spycraft. And my neighbor was the university's whole race of jelly people that, that like building universities. And I can't remember what race he was, but I stole his homeworld from him. So it was awesome. This and, uh, hearing this is terrifying to me because I think about it and I'm like, man, it, you know, I got a, I got a family now. It'd be cool to play something like this. This seems big and involved. And then I think about how hard it was to explain the rules of Ukatoa, a relatively simple, basic game, <laughs> yeah. to everybody. And I go, "Oh no, <laughs> this no, no, sounds you, terrifying." You, you got to You got to put your bigger, bigger brain hat on for this one, for sure. It, it, there's a, but as you play it more, you get better at it. But there's a lot of layers to the strategy. And for newcomers, the biggest difficulty is being too enamored with the tech tree and with upgrades and stuff. When really, it's just about scoring those VPs. And the game only took nine hours because the guy who owns the board game won narrowly. There was a few of us right at the edge, but because he knows how to play the game very well. And so once you get all the victory points, the game just comes to a halt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so nine hours is actually a pretty good, <laughs> a pretty good time for this kind of game. Anyway, so that was my Saturday. We completely did that all day Saturday. Oh, wow. it was, That's great, it was though. Amazing. How fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was like a, it was a one, we started at 1.30 p.m. and finished at 2 in the morning. Basically. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, small break for pizza. Pizza and taking a shit. Yeah, but I, I do still high, highly recommend Twilight Imperium. It's a great game. Um, on the video game side of things, I've, of course, been playing hard mode Metroid Dread. Yeah. Um, not much to say there. I'm, I'm going to try and one-shot kill Kraid soon. I got my 
morph ball before I'm supposed to. Yeah. It's actually kind of fun trying to find those secret ways where you can make your playthrough more efficient. I'm enjoying it. Also, since I've been playing on Switch again, I, I before I start Breath of the Wild, which I haven't got to yet, I did log in and I'm starting to play Pokemon Unite games again. Oh, <laughs> good. There you go. So that's the thing. Are you playing as the squirrel? <laughs> no, I haven't bought the new characters yet. I, I've been um, playing a lot of uh, uh, characters I don't play that much. In particular, I forget now. Longbottom McGee. Anyways, it was uh, one of the... Dirt Nickel. It was... Uh, Yep, good Pokemon guest names. There yep. you go. N- Nickel. No, no. It, I, oh, which one was it? I, I can't remember. I mean, I definitely played some Pikachu, but there was another one. I, I wasn't Mr. Mime. Um, I don't know. No Anyways, I. I, I, I'm no, not it wasn't Snorlax either. I think it was. Um, oh. No, I, I just don't know. Sorry. Um, but anyways, I've been playing that game. Yeah. Um, the big the big takeaway, the big new game that I actually sort of fell into yesterday. Yeah. Is uh, Hearthstone Mercenary. Yeah. You you know you're playing you're basically playing Ra- uh, Raid Shadow Legends but in card form. That's what this is. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep, 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 yep. So I had a bit of time and what prompted me was just uh the you know, the BattleNet launcher came up and I went, "Oh, it's free. Let me just let me just log in and see what this is about." As an investigation, sure. I ended up spending eight hours in there, and I, you know, spent. I bought the welcome bundle for six seventy five or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay. So right. I am in seven bucks now at this point, yeah. uh, just because it seemed like good value, and I wanted to get a start. And I did end up getting a legendary Sylvan or, yeah, Sylvanas Windrunner, you know, undead horde queen. Yeah, um, it is totally a gotcha game, and like, what's almost depressing about it is how little. There's a lot of effort put on the Hearthstoniness of it, mm-hmm. which is par for the course for, you know, Hearthstone. But it's also a little depressing in that, you know, you're going, you're moving down a JPEG to get some JPEGs to battle each other. And the mechanics are decently done, I find. And if you like Hearthstone, there's a lot of nods or it's a lot of familiarity about things in Hearthstone, like taunt and, mm-hmm. and, uh, bleed and poison damage and, and, you know, things that like, feel really hearthstone comfortable but like as a standalone game it's like there being so many gotcha style games where you get heroes level them up and it's all just bs like this isn't battlegrounds uh (laughs) no this isn't like battlegrounds was kind of like oh we could do this in card form and it's fun and it's i played a game around battlegrounds it's still a lot of fun yeah um but it does have those, you know, uh, it does have an addictive, I did play it a lot. It does have, it, the gameplay is fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's mind-blowingly strategic, but there there is a strategy and you are using your brain to try and figure out how to beat the battles and use the abilities. So there is an element of fun to it. And, um, you know, you get caught in that treadmill of leveling up, right? You just want to see, you want to unlock the next ability. And, you know... The levels are fine. I can kind of play it and, and level up. You know, the issue is going to be that soon I won't be able to get certain unlocks because it's behind currency, mm-hmm. which you only get a small amount for defeating a map or a giant amount for spending money. And that's, you know, there's that middle point. There's that there's that um, honeymoon phase in any good gotcha game where the 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 dings are hot and heavy. And you're falling in love with the game. And I haven't reached it yet, I don't think. But there's going to be a point where I'm now in the um, ding desert. 
the ding <laughs> desert. The, the ding desert and the options are going to be money to relieve the doldrums of the ding desert. Yeah, because you could farm it forever, but that's that's well it's all based on games, progress yeah and so like games, like basically as you money, move but. maps the level up gets you know you need level 13 like yeah. ch- so if i can keep doing new challenges there's four zones and like 10 maps per zone maybe and then heroic versions there's lots of content so if i can keep progressing without having to buy anything i'm going to keep having fun probably playing it but as soon as i hit that ding desert I don't know if it's there or not. Like that's sort of what remains to be seen. I will have considered Hearthstone as having done a good job of it if they keep me free of the Ding Desert. But at the same time, they're going to do a bad job of monetizing if there isn't a Ding Desert. Right? So exactly. That balance is hard. You know. So I I don't I don't know. Um, I love that Ding Desert. And like desert. you don't need that's all great. the cards. Like I I feel like a lot of the cards they started me off with have gotten powerful, and I'm still viable in terms of solving they're kind they're puzzles basically like sure. it's a combat puzzle yeah um yeah so you said you had a question about that mode that you want yeah to i forgot i was gonna ask i played it too a little bit um and i liked it. it it and i don't mind those kinds of games like i'm you know we talked last week about how i like that star trek one that's on apple arcade mainly because you don't pay anything for it and it's not designed to be gotcha in that way um but I do like it. I like leveling up dudes and ooh, I got data and now data's level like 24 and he's running with my main crew. And you know, there's something about those games that do appeal to me somehow. It's mostly just numbers going up, I guess. Um, yeah, but I was going to, I guess you kind of answered it. I was going to ask about hitting that thing where it's like, well, now I got to wait forever for anything to happen. And you described it perfectly by calling it the ding desert, the ding desert. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's uh it's why you shouldn't start smoking. Like don't start your first cigarette. Cause then you're in the cigarette forest. <laughs> it's like, you kind of start. Cause you're like, I can start this. This is fun. Then you realize you're like, Oh no, I'm going to be paying money to satisfy my uh, poor feeling inside of your, <laughs> your, your rare urges. Mm. Yeah. So like, I, it remains to be seen, I, I guess. So you've played it a bit. So, you know, the first I've cleared the first zone yeah. and I've gotten to Fellwood, which is the second zone. And, you know, I've gone back and I've, I get, I got all the, mur- like, I got three Murlocs and they synergized and they were low levels. So I went back and redid lower levels because I was doing it with the Murlocs. And, you know, leveling's fun. Like, there's a, I have lots of bounties to do. I, I know how to get new bounties by going to the mystery spaces and getting new, or tasks. Yeah. And that's what unlocks your task items. So, like, so far it's been pleasurable. Um, I'm just waiting for that disappointing grind fest to start and then i'll be like well yeah i should probably stop but that's when all these games it's when you either give up or you're a psycho and you spend too much money or whatever so when you give up it'll be better than if you were a psycho so but but it does feel a little bit like like when you look at a game like inscription for example it's like it's the same thing it's a puzzle-based card game yeah but they put so much they, they put some work into the overall package experience and, like, that's what's missing from this. Like, even their solo adventures had some voice lines and we're going to Old Doom with the Gatling gun Reno Jackson man. Like, <laughs> like it feels like there's definitely less, like, adventure ceremony. Like, even Raid Shadow Legends puts a cinematic or two yeah. in there, even if it's it goofy as all hell. And Genshin Impact, by all stretch of the imagination, is a fully realized, well-animated gacha game. So in this case, I'm like, 
I don't see how you're pulling people away from way better experiences with your dinky little JPEG battler. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they've done a good job of, I think, making a version of this. So far, I've enjoyed it. But it's so light on, on the trappings. It's so bare bones yeah. for a game like this when you compare it to Genshin Impact or any number of gotcha games that, or otherwise, like Inscription, that put ceremony and fluff and, and around the gameplay. It's sure. like you're, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too a little bit here, Hearthstone. Yeah. It's just so. a little extra, a little single-player mode. I think the game could That's use more basically of that, so. it. Yeah. Although it has PvP, like also if you want to compete in PvP and get more free stuff, you can spend a bunch of money to level all your things up to 30, get the best items and to find the best gear and then compete on a ladder just like anything else. And I'm like, well, why would you do this to your players? Yeah. Well, that's how they got you. Some people enjoy it. I think we're highly critical of it because of how transparently it 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 does the whole manipulative uh, behavioral science thing of variable reward. Yeah. But some people are just into it and love it and don't care. Uh, you know, yeah. So. May as well take advantage opinion. of some of that. That's a big, very busy space in mobile games. So now Hearthstone has a piece of it. Anyway, Although the mobile so app's kind of sucky these days. So that's the other thing. The mobile app's not great. Like it hasn't grown with phones and stuff. So it mm. seems like this game, who was it was saying the other day? Oh, it was Garrett. He was saying this mode is best played on a toilet. Uh, or when you're just in the waiting room or wherever you're at where you got a minute, but the mobile app sucks. And so you don't uh, want to play it there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Honestly, I guess what I'm trying to say is what Blizzard should have done. Instead of making this Hearthstone mercenaries, they should have just made mercenaries, the Blizzard Entertainment product, and gone whole hog on it. And yep, they would have been criticized. They're criticized anyway for having a Hearthstone, but at least... At least it would be a worthwhile product, I guess. Like it would be worth, you know, hiring Ninja to do your ads for on YouTube and stuff. Like, like they're half-assing it here. Like it, this should be some standalone software. Make the mobile software, put it on Battle.net. You should have just gone all the way on that. I, I don't. I think it's just a little half-assed, even though what they do have is full-assed. Yeah, <laughs> it's full-assed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like game game wise, the like game design wise, what they've fleshed out, it's full assed. But product wise, from like uh, you know, sticking it in Hearthstone rather than making it its own standalone product is definitely it comes off as half assed when yeah. I play it and think about it. I gotcha. Well, there it is, your uh, definitive review of uh, the game Mercenaries or the the mode Mercenaries in the Hearthstone game. Now email that's a good question quick email here from adam c who says hello three amigos i was listening to the show oh by the way talk to the core at gmail.com is our email address i was listening to the show and bo was talking about more metroid well if he has a nintendo online account which i'm sure he does i've really been enjoying super metroid on the snes app in between plays of dread it's the one metroid game i never got around to beating uh there are also the original nes games as well love the show adam c so have you have you felt the pull at all to like jump back? I, I did. And- I did play the Super Metroid on Nintendo Online. Let's uh, let's talk about why it's less enjoyable. For some reason, all the games also on Nintendo Online have to have that press start to pause, press this button to do this other. I'm like, get that off the screen or put it on the side. Why is that taking up the bottom of my screen? Like, I hate that. It bugs me. Yeah. Um, because at least on an emulator, I would get a full screen experience without this 
awkward text on the like why is that there nintendo what are you thinking um but anyways jokes aside uh, i I have that's why i subbed to it in the first place i was i was playing super metroid leading up to metroid dread yeah but you know i've probably played three hours of nintendo online and given them three months worth of payments but (laughs) but thanks for the suggestion (laughs) yeah great suggestion Well, uh, we got another one, Tyler, who says, uh, Hey, Scott, I've been listening to The Instance for about a year now and just started listening to Core. This is my first time writing in. In episode 284, you mentioned you would like to see a Monster Hunter-style game with guns. Have you tried playing Monster Hunter using the blowgun as a weapon? Um, It plays just like a third-person shooter. Some heavy blowguns have had special ammo types that are like Gatling guns. Each blowgun has a different set of uh, special ammo it can use, like piercing ammo and deals damage as it travels through your target, sticky (laughs) ammo that explodes for a short period of time, or even elemental ammo, which deals elemental damage. Uh, From someone who has a thousand plus hours in the Monster Hunter series, I think you should give it a try and see what Monster Hunter, uh, or see that Monster Hunter isn't just a melee game. Thanks for your time. Well, it sounds like it's a one weapon. question real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. A question that's going to sound like a criticism, but I'm just curious. Yeah. He wrote the word bow gun three times in that. Yeah, what did and I say? all three times you changed it to blow gun by <laughs> default. <laughs> ah, once it, once just, I see it. I'm I, just curious why. <laughs> I don't know. Once I see it or I've seen it that way, then it's all that the rest of the time. That's a weird thing. You're right. It is bow gun. Which is blow gun is like this. You're like, yeah, like, like Nazebo has the blow gun. Get and all it, the t- <laughs> yeah now here's the thing with the blowgun sorry bowgun you're basically describing a single weapon and i don't think the game's got like a ton of variation other than the weapon or the ammo types so maybe that's enough but it never feels like a like i want to act i want to i want just nothing but guns in a game like that maybe one one or two melee weapons as opposed to a million melee weapons and two guns like i just feel like the balance is not like in the direction third person of like, destiny kind of but with big monsters instead of yes you know the shooter thing basically yeah. destiny's gameplay would be amazing in a monster hunter style game like the just I mean, the I shooting guess warframe is the closest but it still does warframe does actually warframe has the idol idol idolons idolons sure. in one of the maps these giant giant super mech kaiju bosses or whatever that you have to fire at a whole bunch of times to take down but it's not monster hunter so you no. know but third, it's the third person is what I mean with guns. That's that's the closest I can think of an online game that does third person with guns. Bowgun, blowgun. Maybe maybe what you're meaning, or do you want more of a? I mean, do you want fantasy guns or do you want sci-fi guns? Uh, I take fantasy guns. I'd be okay, like uh, magic-y yeah. type stuff. Like or... a yeah, like a weird the weird mashup that Final Fantasy does basically. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, yeah I would play that. I mean, I I, I take his point, like. If there's a, I, I honestly, I didn't know there was projectile weapons at all in that game. So he's taught me something. Uh, Monster Hunter. I've looked at that game a number of times. You're like, should I try this? Yeah. And I just can't do it. It's hard, man. Hard to pull the trigger on that game. It's a Capcom game. I don't know about Capcom and online games that much. And um, oh, I had a really good time with it when I did it on PS2, yeah. but that was a long time ago. Yeah. And it's definitely it was one of those things where it was a group of us who all worked together we were all playing it together and it was awesome when we all played together 
and then two people lost interest and then it was just two of us and the game became less interesting and then the two mm. of us that were playing could never play at the same time and so it was just playing by ourselves and then the game became uninteresting at that point so it kind of feels like one of those games and and maybe it has gotten better as the series went on but the time i played it it was like really really great with people but you got to have the group of people that want to be all in on playing it and having fun together on it and also isn't it isn't it always a question of which thing. is the definitive game like everybody's you know world seems cool to me graphically and kind of like i don't know the tone of it but then someone will say, oh, that's not the game you want to play. That 3DS game still the only one that matters. Like, there's a lot of that talk. Yeah, you got to, I think in general, we need to, to get away from that. There's a lot of that, especially, and I will admit to being one, but like, especially like Final Fantasy fans, stuff like that. There's a lot of like people with real, real yeah. strong opinions on what the best version is or what the best way to play is or what you have to do when you get into the content. And, I understand that it comes from a good place of being very eager and, you know, wanting people to have a good experience. But I think people need to recognize that that chases off people as often as it brings people in yeah. and to just calm it down. A little I bit. tend to agree. And Bo, you're right. Civilization fans are, the, are almost the worst because you can't hardly say anything about like, oh, I really like Civ 6 and that new expansion. Someone will go, I quit playing that game after three. Three was the only good ones. Like, all right, go away. Actually, five was the best one. Yeah, five three. was the only good one. Even though when five no, came out, it I was wasn't really good since it. the quality fell off since Civ Two. <laughs> I hate those discussions so much. Oh, I played that's, a little that's more. That's like uh, the comment section of every Civ article and game. Like, there's always those people. Yeah. By the way, I, I and played, I guess Diablo Two is like that too, right? Yeah, a little bit. But I played. Uh, yeah. I played some. I forgot to mention it. But it's not a huge deal. But I played some more uh, Old World and. Um, Got into a situation where I assassinated my own wife, so that was Ooh. cool. Yeah, in old world. Yeah, because old world's that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Civ Crusader. Right. Did you think he was kinda... talking about the MMO bow? <laughs> yeah, I was like, you can damn kill it. your wife in New World. Damn it! That, those names of those two games. Damn it! They're too close to each other. Anyway, that no, game it didn't take me. It didn't take me long. It didn't take me that long. That thing's coming to Steam soon, so uh, I'm excited for everybody who was holding out because they wanted to wait for Steam. That game's great. All right. Uh, that's it for your emails. That's it for your show. And it's time to remind the folks at home that if you like what you hear here, then by damn it, you're going to want to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash core show. Signing up there signifies that you're awesome and that you like what we do and that you want to keep it on the air. So that's how we'll take that if you go over there and support it. That's patreon.com slash core show frogpants.com slash core for everything else send those emails to talk to the core at gmail.com before we go any words of wisdom from Bo uh, put your trappings in your JPEG battle oh that's good I like it keep your trappings where you can see them uh, John anything to add uh, be like a frog be uh, ever vigilant ready to hop at the sight of danger but try not to croak oh wow this went deep wow. it went deep you, you came prepared this week i that was just made <laughs> you made that up well that that brought that to a great little conclusion you really did uh, you can I, tell you're around a lot of kids right now because they need to learn these lessons so write that one down very good uh all right well there you have it everybody we'll be back for more next time wait 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 yeah, wait, yeah. wait wait, wait. scott yeah, what yeah. are your words of wisdom oh i don't you have ask any us our words of wisdom 
Okay. Nothing. All right. Here's one. Uh, don't. If you find a peanut, a whole peanut in your creamy peanut butter jar that you just opened for the first time, mm-hmm. don't let that haunt you for the rest of your day. There's my word of wisdom. This actually happened Seems to me. That's why I'm bringing very it up. specific and possibly tailored for you. Look, if you Was buy it a ghost peanut, if you yeah, if you buy uh, creamy peanut butter, you don't expect to find a peanut in there, like a whole peanut, or even you know. I understand crunchy peanut butter is a bunch I, of. I think you. I think you. I think it's kind of like you know you put a cherry on a Sunday, like isn't that? They <laughs> just put a peanut on, on the pile of peanut butter to be like, here's your, here's your wonderful product. I got talked down a little bit because someone said. Uh, they said, hey, what's the difference between that and ordering onion rings and there's like a French fry in there? That happens all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. So that's all that happened. In the manufacturing process, I got a peanut. Okay? That's like, what that is. No, yeah, oh. but in a food made of peanuts. Like, I don't think that's insanely alarming. Well, I didn't have or a bunch did of... did it come out and go, <laughs> reading children? <laughs> I didn't have a bunch of questions about your frog, now did I? Anyway, hey, there you go, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Hello, China. That was China's reply.